Are you ready for some football? A go for two party! We got Drew, J.O., and Ted ready to get this thing started. We got the mics plugged in, got the beer on ice, and all my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. He's got eyes of the bluest kind, Brock Purdy. Oh, are we done? We're not. We're not all. We're not all singing. So we're flat. Not, so we're not, flat. We're not all singing. Okay. All right. Well, boys and girls, we're back. We're back. Week number three now of the playoff. Go for two specials. I'm Drew. You all know me. It's the reason why you tuned in. Recent stats would also support that. Another hitter there. And I'm joined by the menace of Monesson. He's been known to take a take a, a muffed kick every now and again. Jordan White. Jordan, what's up, buddy? Uh, you can call me Bo Cephas for this one. When was the last time when was the last time we did this and we were talking about a Steelers playoff win? Ho! It was six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was six Speci- years ago. Specifically. <laughs> oh, and of course, our football guy, the one, the only, Teddy Repentis, baby! Gentlemen, it wasn't Purdy, but they got the job done. And Jordan, no, man, you sound you sound great tonight. I, I think you should sing us in every single time we, we do oh, this thing. I, I hope so. Ratings through the roof. Through? 100%. The roof. Well... Oh, what a weekend of football. But without further ado, let's get the nice cities out of the way, boys. Let's let's do our two brew salute on three. Are we ready? We all have our, our drinks of choice. Ready, ready to go. In a three, and a two, and a one. Let's get it on. What do we got, boys? J.O., what, what kind of Founders Day dry hops root beer stout are you drinking today? Come on, bro. You know I got the nuggy nick. Woo! Twinsies! Twinsies! Still, still going strong. Yes. Nuggy nectars. No bell. It, 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 we ain't through February yet. They're, they're still selling it. We've got nugget nectars going around. Teddy's got some rock band, rock band black label, uh, black label <laughs> whiskey going on. No, I have. Uh, I'm on beer number three of the six pack. Okay. The, Glo- the Gloria Brick City beer. I'm. I'm just going through the six pack every episode that we do here. This is great stuff, man. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh man, maybe we're, we'll we'll save. Uh, I guess you'll have two for your uh, for hopefully maybe a a parade for you. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Potentially here. So, all right, boys. Well, well, what are you drinking? Oh, yeah. like a neck. The neck. That's why I said twins. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. My bad. The nectar of the guy. I mean, again, mine's now it's 373 days older than yours, but all right, it still uh, it still works. Divisional playoffs, man. Ted, in the words of of Teddy, the the most exciting, interesting round of of football playoffs that we have each year. I think that was the quote from uh from last week. If I'm yeah, if I'm, I, not, if I'm not mistaken. It, in my opinion, it's the best weekend of football. That you'll get all season long just because you got multiple games Saturday, Sunday. The best teams are playing. The best um, of the best of the best, sir. Yeah, best of the best, definitely. I mean, most really, I don't know if all these games lived up to the hype, but uh, t- to me, still the best weekend in football, absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I was gonna say really only only one was a uh, a blowout, but eh, actually technically two were. But that's that's neither here nor there. So any uh, any any non playoff stats or thoughts or stories that we should talk about before we get into the week the weekend that was. I I don't have anything aside from Sean Payton going around secretly and uh, you know trying to trying to flirt with a bunch of teams. I would love Jordan's thoughts on uh, the NFL is going to have two games in Germany next year. Uh, they're expanding this European thing. I, I, I always love hearing his thoughts on uh, Roger Goodell expanding the game into Europe. What do you think, Jordan? Um, it's just it, it's just illogical to me because, number one, you're taking away a home game from American cities. That was one of my failures this year was not talking to any of the bars and restaurants and hotels in and around the, the the stadiums of American cities this year that lost home games. You have to do it next year. I try, I made attempts early on, and then I, I didn't even did. realize that there was international games at one point. And I, I would wake up on Sunday, and I'd be like, the hell, i got to get my lineup set by 8 a.m.? And it's so, voila, you know, mi- missed out there. Um, so that's always number one to me. That always pisses me off. But then, again, it's like, okay – well, we say that we want to be pro player, but how in the world does international travel like dovetail into a freaking NFL season? I think it's just so stupid. Like this is football. This isn't baseball or basketball. Like these guys are out there crushing each other and then like to do all this international travel like it's hard enough to travel across the country that's why historically teams that travel across a three-hour time zone don't fare well like it's physically hard uh and then (laughs) there we are and then um so but also again i always said you know and you know with the damar hamlin stuff i always said in a medical emergency like, I I know that other countries have rugby, hockey, soccer, whatever. But like, and I and I get they have auto accidents and stuff like that. But like, they, are there hospitals ready to deal with football related crises? Like, I don't I, like. I, I always think... question. I always question that. And like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I get that they're developed nations and things like that, but like, I, well, especially a, a country like England or or Germany, you you'd think you know countries that like you just said, soccer is uh, the prevalent sport, and these are these game these games are going on in soccer stadiums where uh, we have seen emergencies in the past in the World Cup where players have had cardiac arrest, and I think they're they're more than prepared. But I, I understand the concern with the travel. Uh, well, I just think either, think you of know, you. It's a lot. Now, it's different at, at their level, but think of you as the average person. If you were to right. go to a hospital internationally, like, I know my sister's done it. I can't imagine, like, w- when you go to a hospital in America, you're like, ah, oh, shit, like, do they take my insurance? Like, what what's this bill going to be? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine, like, needing care in another country, like, just based on our system. And may- maybe maybe it's... Hey, Roger, Roger will throw down the money, though, I think. Oh, I, I don't know. Whatever. I just get pissed off <laughs> well, at the whole thing. Well, well, the, the, and the, one non-football related thing I'll, I'll touch on quick is I hate this rule that the NFL has where uh, uh, these head coach openings, play uh, coaches of teams that are still in the playoffs are allowed to be interviewed 
during the playoffs. I think it's the dumbest rule because I think it takes away from a coach game planning, uh, you know, for the biggest game of their pretty much their season and possibly sometimes their career. I mean, the right. reason these guys are getting the, the reason these guys have interviews is because of they're in the position they're in, and now you're distracting from that actual moment for them when they're you know they've been through 18 weeks of a season with a team. They're up to the level now where it's we're getting to, to the conference championship. Yeah, and I agree. Get, Just D'Amico Ryan says hold yeah. all that stuff over till the. Why can't we wait until the yeah. season ends? Because we've seen it before. Like Dan Quinn, a guy like Dan Quinn uh, had three or four interviews this week for for Dallas. I mean. Great, the defense played awesome, but now you know, did it take away from his his uh, you know capability to to prep with his team? So I think that's a dumb rule that needs to change. Yeah, uh, just lock it all out until until the end of the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I really wanted Jordan to comment on is Matt Canada coming back. But sure, we just went on that huge <laughs> rant for seven minutes. Yeah. Um. I wait, everyone knows how I feel. <laughs> I. I don't, Blame I don't. I, I can't. I don't have any good words right now. But yes, who's back? Back again. Oh boy! All right. Jags, Chiefs, boys kicked off our Saturday afternoon of football, mid afternoon, whatever you want to call, four o'clock, four thirty in the uh, in the afternoon. The Prince, Trevor Lawrence, never lost on a Saturday, versus the Patrick Mahomes. The game. Was a roller coaster, if there ever was one. Who uh, who wants to take this one? Who wants to who wants to kick well, this one off? Let me just say this: that I only saw the very beginning of the game because my son had his first basketball game uh, during the game, and so oh, that's awesome. I, I was I was the coach, so I had to get there early. You know, I had to stay a little bit late, pass out all these stickers and all this stuff to all these kindergartners. Oh, we, we give you a pass for that, right, Drew? We got to give him a pass for that. I, I was going to say, so you're trying to say that you that you think it's okay that you prioritized your child's first basketball game over this <laughs> podcast? Like, is that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that what you were trying to do there? I watched the three out of the four games. I just missed that one. Like, so. uh, like yeah, yeah, like, uh, what do you call it? Timmy, Timmy, Jimmy, and, uh, and and Rufio getting stickers and doing it for me there, pal. I don't, I don't really think that makes sense. Rufio. But that's but that's yeah. fine. That's fine. If I uh, had a kid named Rufio on the team, we'd be undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, Teddy, give us give us the breakdown of uh, of of this game. Obviously, the the Chiefs the Chiefs end up winning twenty seven twenty, but there was a cost, and uh, you know the Jags yeah. had the Jags certainly had their chances. So kick a us off here. Yeah. Seven, se- <laughs> seven seven in the first quarter. Um, I forgot where, where did Mahomes get hurt? Was it the second quarter he got hurt? Yeah. I forgot where I forgot where he got hurt. I believe and, so. Yeah, he. I actually saw that, so maybe I saw the first quarter. Yeah, he he got hurt at some point between the first and second quarter. But anyway, it's it's seven seven after the first quarter. Uh, pretty close game. Mahomes, unfortunately, uh, some some have broken this film down saying that it was an intentional landing on the ankle by the really? defender on Jacksonville. Yeah, if you if you take a look at it. You'll see where he could have he kind of just like fell on top of Mahomes' ankle instead of just like tackling him. I, I think it's much ado about nothing to be honest. Now with is this is this what so this is them slow motioning a, a slow three, motion yeah a, a six a six four three hundred pound man like going to the right. ground. <laughs> I fucking love people. <laughs> I, I hate that. Yeah. Oh so my what, god. Okay. As soon as that happened, I you know obviously all of Kansas City is holding their collective breaths because right. we've been here but we've been here before with Mahomes. We have. We, we've been here a couple times. I mean, the Super Bowl, 
a lot of people say that uh, you know he was affected in that Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. That's why they were able to get to him. But he, well, he, and the, uh, I mean the the Browns game more the more Browns than anything. game too. Yeah, the Browns yeah. game. So they they throw it. Listen, Mahomes comes to the sideline clearly frustrated, pissed off. His his uh, the athletic trainer. You have Andy Reid. You have Eric Bieniemy all talking to him, saying, "Hey, Patrick." Go to the go to the locker room. Go get this thing checked out. And you, if you could read lips, I mean, basically he's saying f that, f that. I'm not, you know, like basically saying I'm going back in this game. You, you saw him on the sidelines trying to keep the ankle warm, jumping up and down. He had the jacket on. They wouldn't let him back in the game, but he's still standing there on the sideline. Chad Henney comes in, 15-year veteran. Chad Henney, former Jacksonville Jaguar, who actually took him to an AFC title game, comes in there, 97-yard touchdown drive. Uh, to end the second, to, to end the first half, and it, when you look at the final score, that might have been the difference right there. I mean, yeah. when when that injury happened, and then they went to halftime, and they showed Mahomes, and they he was questionable to return. I kept saying, "Listen, look, if Mahomes doesn't come back in this game, I know Henny's more than capable, but the Jags got to take a, uh, you know, not you know, take chances here, and you know, take hold of this opportunity now that Patrick Mahomes might not be coming in." But what happens? Mr. Superhuman decides he's going to come back in for the second half. Now, he looked very limited. It looked like he was kind of just using his arm on every throw. He, he couldn't put any of his legs into any of his throws. So that led to some, some short passes. But I think Jacksonville missed a huge opportunity here. When you see a quarterback like Mahomes limping around like that, yeah. how are you not sending six or seven defenders? I, I know he can get the ball out quick, but how are you not rushing him up the A-gap and just – you know, trying to get as much pressure as you can in his face. I think that was a golden opportunity that they did not take advantage of, and Mahomes was still able to make some big throws in that second half. And, you know, it just was too too much for Jacksonville. And uh, I think Lawrence ended up having a pick. Up. Didn't Lawrence threw an interception, right? He threw a costly interception. He threw, he threw an interception, and right. um, they had a fumble. It was a fumble yes. on the one, right? Oh, yeah, no, it was – okay, so that was uh, – it was not Christian Kerr. It was – Jamal Agnew, of all people, their uh, third-string running back, I think, got the ball and was was uh, going to get tackled, I think, inside the five-yard line, if I'm not mistaken. Ball comes flying out. Yep. Chiefs recover. I mean, if the Jags score there, then we're looking at a tie ball game, and maybe it's a little different because the final score is 27-20. But I think it was a golden opportunity that was missed by the Jaguars' defense. I don't know what you think about that, Drew. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, the key <sighs> – Henny goes on a ninety-eight right. yard drive, man. That was the difference in the game, I think. If that yeah, because you know what? Happen. Like it's 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 ten se- it's ten seven, and Mahomes gets right. hurt. Like if you can go out there and you can just you get know, a stop, get a stop. You don't get you don't even have to get a turnover. Like get a stop, like pin pin yeah. them pin them back. Like, you could be going into halftime with the lead, and then when Mahomes comes out, he doesn't yeah. have a cushion. Like he has to. He he, and not just him, but the whole Chiefs team. Like they have to press a little bit more, right? Like they're taking right. some more chances on it defense. It would have been ten ten. Yeah, it would if they just get Hendy to go three and out or get them to punt. You know, they like I said, it was a ninety-seven yard touchdown drive. They they punted it to the three yard line. The best thing you can ask for your punter to do. Henny goes the length of the field. I mean, they don't score there. It's ten ten. Well, it could, well and that, but not only that, but if if you if you stop him and they have to punt the ball to you, right, you, you, know, you, you, you might you three. might get an extra thirty yards. That's right. what I'm saying. Like they ended up getting a field goal. That's why you're saying it would have been ten ten. But if they can get a stop there, they might be able to go in and score a touchdown before right. half they, and go up. Right. They could have so, been yeah. up going into the half. So that's, yeah, exactly. So missed you know, opportunity. With yeah, the, with and the I mean the turn. Yeah. 
and, and the turnovers were just just disastrous. Um, yeah, and you know what the I like well, the money pit. <laughs> I I do as well. Great movie. Very underrated. Underrated Hank stuff right there. Um, excuse me. And you know what? Like they weren't the Jags. They weren't playing. Um, they were playing the Chargers <laughs> this week. So um, you know, I thought they probably. I thought I would have liked them to stay a little bit more committed to the run because I didn't think like the Chiefs weren't up that big to where they couldn't still try to get NTN involved to break off some some bigger some bigger runs there. I mean, he only got ten carries for the entire game. Lawrence, like he was okay, twenty four thirty nine, one touchdown, one pick, but like he just he didn't look as crisp as he has the last um well we'll call it what. Seven or eight weeks here, outside of the uh, first half of the. <laughs> well, he did look he did look crisp in the first half of the Chargers game. It was just throwing it to the Chargers defensive backs <laughs> instead of the wide receivers. Um, but I would have liked them to. I, I think they should have tried to be a little bit more committed to, to running the football. I think we've seen. Yeah. I think we've just seen too many teams this year just quit so easily on on the run when it's not it's it's not just about gaining yards. Like it's it's wearing a defense down, like wearing down right. a defensive line. Uh, when the old line's pushing up against you and things like that, so um, you know yeah. that's what I really saw. And again, you th- you hit it on the head. I mean, when they when they turn the ball over inside the five yard line, you know, like that's that's a that wrap. Was killer. Yeah, that was it's killer. A killer. You can't make you can't make those mistakes against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, and, you just and, you just can't do it. Yeah, yeah and when and, he's on and, one leg, right? And he's superhuman, man. I, I, they they announced it as a high ankle sprain. You, yeah. Normally, when you hear that during an NFL season, you, a guy's out minimum two to, two to three weeks. And he's playing on this thing. I don't know how he's going to well, get we'll to play. Usually, but, usually it's like four or five weeks. Usually. Right. Right. So he's out there, and clearly you could see that he's not able to put any any pressure on that on that foot when he's trying to make his deep throws. N- needless to say, I mean, Travis Kelsey, 14. These other guys all stepped up. Kelsey just does what he does. Yep. Uh, 14 catches for 98 yards, the two touchdowns. Two uh, on the ground, Isaiah Pacheco. Almost had a hundred yard game. Twelve catches for ninety five yards. Um, it just, so these other guys all stepped up for Mahomes when they had to, and even the defense kind of probably got together and said, "Hey, look, our quarterback, we we're gonna have to win it. We're gonna have to win this game for us because our quarterback might not be able to do it." Crazy stat I found on Travis Kelsey: this guy's averaging a hundred and eight yards per game in his last seven playoff games. For context, yeah. Check the check this out. For context on that, Gronk. Had one postseason game over 100 receiving yards. Yep. This guy is averaging wow. 108 yards per game in his last seven playoff games. He's ahead of Tony Gonzalez. He's ahead of Gronk. He's ahead of Jason Wynn in all these major categories for tight ends. I don't know how you say this guy's not going to go down as probably you the know, best. It's crazy. I'd love, uh, man, one day when we hit it big and we have full access to coaches and all these things, like I'd love to ask the like defensive coordinators. You know, when you were play when you played the Chiefs when it was Hill and Kelsey, who did you have to game plan the most for? Because right. I that was always kind of my thing when they lost Tyree Kill. It's like, yeah, like, you know, they don't have that Tyree Kill receiver anymore. They just have a bunch of guys now. But Travis Kelsey is just the ultimate weapon. And like I to me, he's he's the more dangerous guy you have to worry about. Um yeah, so I, I'd be I'd be curious I'd be curious not that Tyree Kill isn't absolutely fantastic right like let's i'm not saying right. that but like you know like some of these tight ends that just they they just kill you man and i you know kelsey 
Kelsey it's just does it every year. You yeah, man. Gonna, like he's, you think he's going to fall yeah. off? He's like he's going to be thirty three, I think, next year. If he's not thirty three already, like he's fast enough where he can burn you, but like his yard after catch is so crazy that like you just can't right. play off him. Like that, I I just be Touchdown curious. To see, yeah, I just be curious to see like you know what what takes up more time scheming. Like is it trying to take away Travis Kelsey or is it like the you know the wide receivers taking off the top of the defense? Hey, when, he, when we get when we get Sean Payton on here one day, you know we'll, we'll ask him. <laughs> Um, Sean, I, you suck. I'm just going to say, say Sean Payton because because yeah, I, we, I, even, I, we we would we wouldn't last two minutes, but not even two. We wouldn't last yeah. like 40 seconds before he'd hang up on us because I couldn't. Know. I'd be well, like, Sean, you're so overrated. I, listen, so. the reason I bring him up, I, I think I mentioned it in a story last year in Teddy's uh, story time. I got to meet Sean Payton when I interned at NFL Films on his bye week, and I actually got to talk to him a little bit. He came in and like sat All in. Right, when, so when wait, I, wait, hold on, hold on. What year was this? 2007. So he had just started with the Saints, I think. He was okay. like first or second year coach with the Saints. Okay. It was uh, when when I was working with Baldinger and uh, Sterling Sharp on the Playbook Show, and it was the sa- every time a, a team had a bye week, a player or a coach would come in, and uh, got to sit down and talk to Sean Payton. That's why I mentioned him. It, I, I just brought that name up out of nowhere. But yeah. uh, d- dude, uh, and I think now Mahomes and Kelsey are second all time on the uh, QB to tight end playoff touchdowns. I think. They're gonna. They're right behind uh, Montana and Rice, I think, and or, or Manning and and uh, Harrison. Now they're somewhere. They're in the top three. They're in there. They might have. Okay. They might have broken into the top two now after these two touchdowns this weekend. So, gotcha. Kudos, kudos to Kel, uh, Mahomes playing hurt, but it it might affect them in this game next week. You uh, you want a fun stat? Yeah, let's, I, I love the stats. AFC title game appearances. Ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. Peyton Manning. How many? Four. Five. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger, how many? Ben had, f- I want to say three or four, right? Five. Five, okay. Really? Patrick wait, Mahomes. wait, five? Yep. Mahomes has five right now. He made the Super Bowl twice, the one versus the Patriots. What were the other two? When they lost to, uh, they, they lost to the They lost yeah, to the Patriots lost, twice. They lost to the Patriots twice, that's okay. right. His three, uh, the three Super Bowl appearances, that's it right there, right? Yeah. Five. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. So uh, yeah, and Patrick, Mahomes, and Patrick have, Mahomes five. All yes, three yes, of those no. guys have five, five, five AFC title game appearances. Wow. And this I is Mahomes. Stat- this is I forget the stat uh, for the Chiefs. I think this is the first time somebody's hosting uh, a conference yeah. title game. For I, I have all that. I was going to save it for when we did the AFC. Title oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's all right. We, we get we get we could mention it now. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, I just I because you were you were yeah. You were just polishing Mahomes so much there. I just figured I'd <laughs> I, I I had this this Mahomes one in the back pocket, so I figured I'd just use it now. But. No, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's the first time a team is hosting five straight, and it's only yeah. o- only other team a team's made five straight. Tom Brady did it with the Patriots, and Kenny Stabler did it with the Raiders. Oof. Wow, so pretty nuts. Yeah. So yeah, so the Chiefs uh, the Chiefs go on. Yeah, can't 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 really uh, hang your head too much. You know, again, they. They had some opportunities to to win the game and to you know really really put a uh, a corkscrew in the NFL's plans for uh, you know for the teams that we have set up here. But um, good season for the Jags. Uh, excited yeah. to see what they do next year. You know they'll have the draft, they'll have free agency. To Calvin point, Ridley's coming. Yeah, I was gonna in. say last week. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Ridley's coming back, so you're gonna see him, Kirk, and uh, we'll see if uh, Evan Ingram is a is an actual real thing or if that was just a, a flash in the pan. So. Right. So exciting stuff. Um, all right, that took us to uh, basically a Marvel movie. The Eagles really Thanos snapped the shit out of the Giants, huh? 
<laughs> oh man. Dead, man, thirty. You guys listen to any podcast last week where someone said that might happen? I was literally just about to say, happen? kudos, kudos to our host Jordan White, uh, who me, you know, me and Ted, we thought this was going to be, uh, you know, a typical playoff division game rock fight, you know. Eagles would we both we both thought the Eagles would win, but the Giants would uh, would make it interesting. And then Jo just came in and and rock bottomed us from the from the get go on that. And three uh, touchdowns, yeah, yeah. I said. Yeah, he did. So, yeah, he did. Said that the Eagles were literally going to smash. You should have recorded a uh, screen grab of you saying that last week, Jordan. Yeah, it was it was impressive. Stuff. I have a Samsung. I'm not trying to do screen grabs. So <laughs> so the Eagle right. So you know the big question marks coming into the game, obviously. The health of Jalen Hurts' shoulder and uh, Lane Johnson, who hasn't played, I think, since week 15, maybe 14. Um, and, I mean, Johnson, you know, I mean, he's their, he's their best offensive lineman. Might be the best offensive, one of the best. If not, he's top five offensive lineman in football, I would probably say. Um, just a huge part of what they do. Uh, first drive, absolutely just surgical. They march down, eight plays, 75 yards. Uh, touchdown pass uh, hurts to um, uh, sorry Dallas Goddard and it, it's kind of funny that play because they ran a similar play last year against the Bucks. Bucks are up fourteen uh, nothing. Eagles have the ball and Hurts runs a runs an RPO and Goddard is wide open, cutting middle, streaming down the right side of the field. And he completely misses him, doesn't even see him, because his first option was Devonta Smith. He, he stared him down, couldn't get it, and then just ran for three yards. Meanwhile, Goddard was still running down towards the end zone. And then this year, like, and this is, listen, this is the difference in Jalen Hurts. Again, he's made me look like an asshole the entire year. Um, going, going through his progressions and making the right play and not just, you know, just instinctually tucking the ball away and running when the first option isn't there. Hits Goddard, touchdown. Uh, and then, uh, hey, listen, I, I always say there's a lot of football left, so one play doesn't define the game. I'm still trying to figure out why why Dable went for it. The you know, Giants come back the next drive. I, they, I'm just impressed that you finally, after all season, pronounced Dable's name correctly. I, gosh, I, I didn't know. Took us all year long. I, I wish I hadn't because that's kind of my thing, not to pronounce them right. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Dable, damn it. Dable. <laughs> um, you know, they have a fourth and eight on their on the Eagles four in the first quarter. In the first quarter. Right. And they go for it. On a fourth and eight. And I'm just like we had this big argument. we had the, the big argument last year was when the um the Titans did this against the Bengals. But that was and that was fourth and two, mind you. Like and I was like, uh, I'd still punt it and pin him back because the Bengals aren't doing anything against them. Like pin him and try to like just try to get closer to get the field goal. Um and they go for it, and Jones gets sacked. Eagles go right down, right down the field and score again. Now you're down fourteen nothing. Jones presses a little bit, throws an interception, and it's pretty much it. I mean, the Eagles they you know I think they were up twenty. They go up twenty eight nothing in the first yeah, half. That was um, all she wrote. Yeah, like I listen. I and here's here's my thing about because I know Jo with the infamous you're kind of in no man's land line, but like to me, like. Worst case, like this is why I think about worst, best case scenario, you pin them inside the ten yard line, right? And they've got it. If you punt it, yeah, if you punt that, like that's best case scenario. They got to go the length of the field. You play field position. Best case, worst case, 
it's a touchback. They're on the 20. Like, they still like, they still have to get two first downs to get to where you just were. Like, you're still forcing the team to have to run more plays and give them more chances to make mistakes instead of just basically spotting them 40 yards. Like, I, I, and it's a home. It, they're, they're, the, they're home. The place, is, the place is going nuts. Like, they just went all the way down the field on you. Like, I, I just, I wouldn't want, I don't want to, why, why do I want to spot that team 40 yards? Like, I, that's me. Like, to me, you punt it. Like, and I get it. They punted it later in the game, and the Eagles had, like, a nine-yard, a nine-minute drive and all. But that's, like, that, what does that mean? That doesn't mean that's what they were going to do at that point in the game. Like, the Giants' spirits were broken at that point in the third, you know, midway through the third quarter or towards the beginning of the fourth quarter, whenever that happened. Um, so that was my take. I know Jordan. I know you had no problem with it because it's again you're you think it's no man's land. Like you go for it. It is what it is. You can't really kick well, a field goal. Teddy, I think one, you were more on my on my line of thinking that you you would have punted yeah. there. So, yeah, Jordan. What, what were you gonna say, Jordan? Go what, ahead. What, well, what I would say is what I would have done is I would have lined up and tried to draw the offsides to get five more yards. Uh, and if I, I would have just let the croc clock run out take the five-yard penalty and punt it as well. and then punt it done. away yeah um, and i mean it was because fo- the, the 40 is like it's a, it's it's a, a little spot. bit of a, it's a little bit of a weird spot because if if you're like i said if your mindset is like we need to come out and be aggressive or else we're not gonna be able to hang like i i, I get it to an extent that that being said i mean they lost by what yeah i don't again this to me like like, yeah one play you still have an entire game you still you still need to play defense like for the rest of like for three quarters plus like you like it it, a play in the first quarter can't decide the game yeah like like, i I, i'm i'm with you there to me if like fourth and eight i I get your point on the 40 but like fourth and eight just i i just think that's too many yards to have to try to make i mean if they would have punted it i I wouldn't have been against that like i i i i was like I, I probably would have said like three out of four. I would have punted it. One out of four. I I kind of get. So, I I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was. I I didn't think it was smart. But I didn't think it was like devast a devastating move either. Okay. I I, um, okay. I thought it was kind of a desperation move in a, in a moment where it wasn't a dis- desperation time because later on in the game it was like maybe I maybe I just got so desensitized over the course of the last two years that just. Just Teams doing that. Assery, yeah. yeah. It was like fourth and three later in the game, and they decided to punt. So they that, punt, that was yeah. just that was my my whole thing with that. I thought too early in the game to do that. I, like you said, I know it's no man's land, but that's the reason you get punters uh, that can get you can get your gunners down there quickly and try to pin them inside the ten yard yeah. line. So I thought it was unnecessary. And uh, my whole take on the game was that's probably the best word for it is just unnecessary. Unnecessary, yeah. yeah I mean. Uh, Eagles killed these guys on the ground. I mean, uh, yeah. Kenny, Kenny Gainwell, 112 yards, 9.3 yards a carry. Uh, every running back had a touchdown again. Well, Miles Sanders didn't have one, but Jalen had one. The the giant killer, the Boston giant Scott killer, baby, had his touchdown. Kenny, it seemed like every every play the Eagles were just moving the chains. Not, you know, eight yard run, seven yard run, 12 yard run. They were just taking the Giants' will, the D line. And, and they were just running right at that front seven. And I don't know if this just means that we were fooled, that the Vikings were that bad of a team, that the Giants looked so good against them, that the Eagles just, you know, the bye week clearly helped them. They all got they got healthy. Jalen really needed it. They got back to dominating uh, like they have been all season long. And, and uh, you know, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, 
Dallas Goddard. AJ, AJ, AJ wasn't even a, a, yeah. a factor. AJ in this was game. not a factor in this, which is which is crazy to think well, about. He didn't really need to be. I yeah, mean, he didn't there, be. Yeah. Just, there, well, and here's and this was, is this is what this is the difference between because this is why I kind of laugh. Uh, the, the biggest the biggest story coming out of this game now to me is uh, our our buddies will laugh because I'll give them a shout out. How how triggered now Giants fans are. By Nick Sirianni, like it's pretty funny. He's like living rent free in these guys' heads because he was like mugging, mean mugging the camera during uh, as they were going to break. And uh, did you hear him? Uh, he got caught on the hot mic telling the ref, "I know what the what yeah the on the I'm on doing. the two point on the two point uh, on yeah. the two point conversion." And what did he and, tell and the ref? He said, "I, I know, know what the, the fuck, fuck I'm, I'm doing." doing. Yeah, because he was going down to the sideline when they were gonna go for two. Um, but then they weren't going to go for two or whatever, whatever they did. But, yeah, they were trying um, to draw them off sides. Yeah. Yeah, like the to your point, like I don't, I, I, I just think the, you know, the Eagles beat them. The the Eagles outscored the Giants this year. They beat them one hundred eight to like twenty eight. It was something absolutely insane. Like the Eagles were obviously the better team. Like it's not something crazy that the Eagles won this game. Um, I think like I don't think anyone like the Giants except for Jo obviously, like the Giants fans didn't expect to get absolutely smacked around. The way yeah. they did, and yeah, you know, I thought the this Eagles. Would be but this is like you know, it's like oh, you know, our one buddy was trying to was saying how uh, you know Sirianni was gifted, you know, this talented team. They were a four win team when he took over, by the way. Um, but here's the difference between to me, like why I think Nick Sirianni's a good coach, and who's the dipshit that you know the Chargers guy again? I always forget his Brand, name because he's Brandon a loser. Staley. So Staley, like he's gifted a pretty good team with a you know more of a, a polished quarterback in Herbert and they stacked up on their defense which the Eagles similarly added good defensive players because the Eagles on offense they only added AJ Brown they didn't do anything else differently on offense they just added AJ Brown and they had on the defense and guess what the Chargers last year they didn't make the playoffs and the Eagles did guess what the Chargers blew a twenty-seven nothing lead to an eight-eight Jags team. The Jags team that isn't that isn't even that good. Like they they did that. And what did the Eagles do? Like they ran. You know what they realized in the second half of that game that the Giants weren't the opponent. It was the clock. They ran the ball. That's why they had forty-four attempts. They didn't get cute. They didn't run the. They didn't throw the ball when they didn't need to. They ran. They ran the ball responsibly, and then when they needed to try to convert first downs to keep possessions going, then they threw the ball. Like to me, like that might sound simple, but how many head coaches do we see every week that can't do these? Like Mike McCarthy, we'll get into this ridiculous, ridiculous, terrible time management the last two years in his playoff games, and like Sirianni's a two-year head coach. He's, he never was head coach before. And like he's like to me like he coached that game about. So I don't want to hear like oh, I was replacement players were second stringer because you can hear that from the Giants fans after they beat up Minnesota and then we're coming to Philly. It wasn't replacement players this and that. You know we got some buddies that thought that the Giants were going to beat the Eagles and go to, go to the NFC title game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's why I like Sirianni because like it you you can say it's easy to do these things, but you have veteran head coaches that have won Super Bowls that can't do it. You have these geniuses like Staley. People think this guy's a whiz because he knows analytics and he can't win a playoff game when he's up 27 nothing like you still have to do these things that's why i like i like big nick so well it is what it listen, is um but there's also a difference of actually having a good run game that you've that you've made into a reliable run game and the likes of san diego when very true up 27 good point. nothing good point who i pointed out like uh eckler's not your traditional running back where you can just hand it off to him and get you know whatever you need it's he's a pass catching back and they don't have a true run game 
So guess what? When they were up 27 nothing, they weren't able to do these things. Not that they necessarily tried, but like – Yeah, they didn't try. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. They didn't even try. <laughs> and they go hand in hand. Yeah. Like they, they didn't try because they don't have it. They don't have yeah. it because they don't try it. Like Yeah. And, well, and, the, and to me, the other um, – where we're going down fourteen nothing hurt the Giants too is that they completely abandoned the run game. I mean, you know, their two best players are Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, and Barkley had nine carries. You know, they had twenty for the game. I mean, that's that's where it kind of hurts you when when you get down two three scores because it's just like instinctively you're like, yeah, we can't like we can't run the ball. We got to throw the ball. We got you know we can't just eat up clock and run. And that's like that's where the Giants were really good this year because. They they just had smart possessions and they didn't have they didn't they didn't throw the ball they weren't a three down at least unless unless I'm wrong they weren't throwing the ball you know three down da- on all on all three downs before they had to go and punt the ball like they're trying to run the, they're trying to run more with Saquon and get those guys involved and then they were just down so much by the time the second quarter hit they just weren't able to do it so um, and Jones I mean Jones wasn't very good obviously. Uh, 15 for 27, 135 yards, no tutties, and, and a pick. So, not not ideal. Yeah, the Eagles had, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, I think four and a half or five and a half sacks in this game on oh, yeah. Jones. So who had, th- who, had, who had two on that first drive? Was that uh, Hassan Reddick? You know it. You know it. That's you know right. It. You know so it. So, you got you to gotta give uh, props to the Eagles for, you know, game planning this thing and – Completely shutting down the the run running game uh, between Barkley Jones. Jones absolutely ran all over the Vikings last week, and yeah. he, he only ran the ball twenty four uh, for twenty four yards in this one. Which was again the hilariousness of the Vikings. It's like, did you did you watch any film, film on this guy leading up yeah. to the game? Yeah, so, so good. Uh, before we move on, I got I got a couple things I want to share. Do it, do it, baby, do it. I have. Uh, Two, with regards to our boy Jalen Hurts, who's become a pot favorite now, uh, I got two clips. One from last year's. What uh, a difference a year makes. Jalen, first crazy. off, first off, put some respect on that name. It's Jalen. The system. The hurts. system hurts. Yeah. Don't, a year don't. ago. <laughs> a year ago, the the uh, the Eagles made the playoffs. They lost in the wild card round to the Tampa Bay Bucks, and uh, we had I had this to say, and Drew had some comments. So this is. Uh, from after the wild card game last year. Here we go. Let's get this queued up here. Jalen Hurts is, he got the full season in now. I think he, he deserves at least one more run at it to prove that he's improved in the offseason. If he can't make the changes, the learning how to read a defense, make the progressions, if he does not show any improvement in that, he's got a short leash yes. next year. Whether they're in the QB race or not, I don't know, but... Let him get one more shot at it. He led him to the playoffs. If he doesn't show any improvement, then you're moving on. Yeah, I mean, to me, if you can if you can package him and a couple of your first this year, because they have three for Russell Wilson, I'm not even hesitating <laughs> to do that deal. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know who that is. That does not sound like me. I don't, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> It's fun to go back and listen to that. You listen, know, uh, I, I mean, can't miss the run. I mean, yeah, the right. ride, baby. Let's ride. Let's first ride. off, first off, it was because that coach was terrible in Denver that Russ was so bad. Um, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't ran away from it. Like, listen, no, I know you haven't. There were glaring issues in what he was doing last year. Right, and again, I, I, and again, you were, and, on, again, and to me, 
those are things that like when you've been a high caliber quarterback for like nine years at like top division one collegiate programs those are yeah. things that you just are those are the things you already can do coming into the nfl right and he couldn't do them last year that's that's and I, I i don't think i was wrong in like what i was pointing out with him no you weren't he but, completely but, and listen he completely he fucking ted lassoed me i completely love the guy now <laughs> he he he, ba- he he basically you know told me to go f myself and showed me he could do these things on the field he's yeah. gonna he's, he's gonna have the biggest test this weekend um yeah, yeah. And and you know what? And then off the field, guys wearing Kobe Bryant shirts. He's got MJ quotes in his locker. I, I'm in. I'm all in. He That's did it. You're he, all t- in, man. he lassoed me. And and, th- and this was a this was a quick one. We had our NFL preview uh, earlier back in September. Uh, one of the things that I was looking forward to this season, and here it is. Let's get this. Uh, on a shorter shorter uh, note, on what I'm looking forward to is Jalen Hurts becoming the stud QB. We all know who he could be. Becoming a top five quarterback in the league and proving Drew wrong. I can't wait for that. So, so I, I, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait for that. I called that. <laughs> I just had to point that out. But it was you, so good. You know what we call that? What do we call that? Two words. Barry Horowitz. That's right. Oh, Pat yeah. myself good on the back right job. Here. The, uh, good I, I, job. Funny enough, I went back and listened to our preview episode as well. The best yeah. part is when we did the what are we looking forward to, what aren't we looking forward to, when yeah. – uh, Ted went through new faces and new places and listed off like thirty-five free agents that signed. <laughs> and then when we, and then when Ted's like, "Well, we're not looking forward to," I go, "Are you going to name thirty-five? You're going to thirty-five people that you don't <laughs> that you're not looking forward to seeing in a new place." <laughs> and, and, and one thing before we move on, for we, we discussed it here. I, I mean, I know uh, Jordan's not a big numerology or pattern guy. Oh, we, God. we joked about patterns this 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 week. We see patterns. Coke yeah, goes. so I, I, I got this from uh, Peter King's uh, column, which is pretty crazy. So five years ago to the day, January 21st, 2018, January 21st, 2023, Eagles beat the Vikings 38-7, Eagles beat yep. the Giants 38-7. Seven. And then there's a little paragraph. This paragraph is pretty much the same thing that happened both nights five years apart. Center Jason Kelsey and right tackle Lane Johnson anchored an offensive line that held the opposition to one sack for six yards. The offense converted 10 of 14 third down chances. Fletcher Cox contributed two quarterback hits on the defensive line, and kicker Jake Elliott added eight points. With baseballer and Eagle superfan Mike Trout in the in the stands, the field judge was Eugene Hall. That was five years ago. The same exact thing happened five years later, 2023. In this Eagles Giants game, the same score That's and wild. everything I just said. Exactly the same thing happened, which is crazy. So patterns, patterns, man. Patterns, baby. Patterns. Let's. You're 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 hoping we don't have patterns on uh, on Sunday though. Not. From the from the last time we saw a couple quarterbacks play each other. But yeah, uh, I know, I know. But that was good stuff. But yeah, uh, again, not we're we're going we're going a little off here because there again not not a ton to talk about because it was such a such a dominant performance in the game. But listen, um, again, I just joke around that uh, about Sirianni and the Giants fans because it's funny. But nothing, no reason to put their heads down. Giants, great turnaround. They were they had easily become the laugh. Like they were being made fun of for giving out free medium sodas to their season ticket holders last year, but we're only giving it to you if you could if you had an ID that matched the season tickets or something. Remember that nonsense? Like that's how bad yeah. it got for the Giants. That like their medium Pepsi, like they were getting stingy on the medium Pepsis in the in the organization. Um, they bring in Dabble. They bring in um, the the new GM. I always forget his name. Um, and they, make they 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 turn around they they get their first winning season playoff appearance since the infamous boat picture and uh, yeah listen sky's limit now they're they're gonna have two tough choices this summer because 
Jones is a free agent, and I, I've been saying it for – we're probably coming on eight weeks now that – it, it became at, at the beginning of the year. It was the Gi- It was it was the Giants uh, were in the the driver's seat with Daniel Jones. That is no longer the case. There's at least ten teams that will be looking for a quarterback in the offseason. So Daniel Jones is going to have some suitors. Like some some guys are going to look at him and look at some of this tape and think that they can replicate what he's doing and put more talent around him. And you know people that think he's just taking this big hometown discount because he had a really good year with Brian Dabble. Like that might be true if it's a couple of million, but listen, like if some stupid team comes out, like if a team offers him a Kirk Cousins deal, you think that guy's not going to take like that guy's not going to take that. I, I don't like to me, like money talks and bullshit walks. So um, that's choice. Number one. And then Saquon is a free agent. I still believe that they're going to, um, they're going to tag him. He said, reports he came 16 out 16 mil a year. Yeah, reports came out he won 16 a year. I think the tag, we looked it up, the running back tag is 10. I think that's what we looked at yeah, um, so. a couple ten, weeks ten, ago. 10 or 11 or something like that. Yeah, so I, I'm quite quite certain that he will he will get franchise tagged, and then they'll see they'll see what's what. But Matt, I, I, don't, I don't really know how you can come in the next season, you know, at, to your fan base and not, not have at least one of those two guys back, if not both of them. So... I obviously they whatever you just said, just let let me know who you're hating on for the offseason so I could draft him in fantasy this <laughs> this upcoming year. Uh yeah, man. I, I love I, mean, I love Saquon, so I you know, I hope he gets as much money as humanly possible on the uh on the should, free agent. He should market. go he should go out to Denver for and help Russ cook. <laughs> they don't no, they don't like using they don't like using stud running backs there. God. They <laughs> they'd probably they'd put they'll they'd have put, a new coach they, though. you know what they, they'd still give that asshole um what is that what is the guy oh melvin my God. gordon he's yeah, gone those, they'd still give melvin gordon the ball over saquon latavius murray <laughs> so ridiculous but all right on to sunday sunday We've, sunday sunday uh i was in the air for most of this game so uh cut very this is the i mean this was probably the the hot topic game uh because We've been. Some of us have talked very highly of an individual that was involved in this game. Some of us have kind of, eh, we're a little worried about them. We're worried about them and the team. Uh, the Bengals go into Buffalo in the snow. They win 27-10. 27-10. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, why don't you talk about this one a little bit? Um, okay, I mean, it was snowing. <laughs> Buffalo didn't seem to care about anything other than DeMar they didn't, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't seem to think that they were in a playoff game. Uh, the defense couldn't stop anybody. The offense couldn't do anything. Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow, despite being down like 17 offensive linemen. Um, and Made it they, look easy. They managed the snow. They managed the game. Uh, they... Right when you think that Joe Mixon sucks and he can't do anything and he's over the hill, they turn around and hand it 20 plus to- 20. I think it was 20 times. 20, yeah. 20, 20 for times. 108. 20 for 108. 105. 105. Okay. And a tutty. So, yeah, I mean, it's just what, what can you say? They're just, they know how to win. At this point, they know how to win. And, yeah, go go deeper and, into what you just, yeah, I'm sorry, Jordan. I cut you go off. For go it. ahead. No, go for it. Go for it. I was going to say, if you go deeper into what you just said, uh, the reason Cincinnati. Uh, had so much success in this one, I, you know, I kind of like looked into this a little more. So Joe Burrow uh, was getting rid of the ball in on an average of 2.5 seconds per drop back, right? 
So this was because three offensive line were missing. One guy was making his first career start. So in order, I mean, they had a patchwork offensive line last year, and they got to the Super Bowl. Right. So in order to, to cover up the issues that they were going to face in this game, they came up with a great game plan of we're going to get the ball out of Joe's hand in lightning quick speed, and we have the playmakers to be able to get open and make the plays. And when you have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins uh, – out there on the outside, I mean, he went nine for nine, I think, to start the game. You know, score they scored that touchdown within like three, the first three minutes of the game. So yeah, it was Chase. Chase was the first touchdown, right? Chase was the first, yeah, touchdown. Was the first touchdown. So when you're when you're when you got when you got a defense, Buffalo, who for some reason looked like the snow was affecting them more than than Cincinnati, which is crazy. Like they play in the elements. So since Buffalo's defense got exposed here. We know how they've been. They haven't been as good since Von Miller went down. But the pass rush. Thanks a was, lot, Jordan's was, fantasy football team. The pass right. rush neutralized was neutralized by Burrow's quick passes. Uh, they couldn't tackle anybody because they were just getting outran, and they couldn't get the footing to make the tackles, you know, because of the snow. And their secondary just kept getting beat. I mean, Hayden Hurst was getting wide open over the middle, and kudos to the offensive game plan. And when you have a guy that's carrying the ball 20 times for a buck 05, I mean – they were just getting first down after first down, it seemed like. And the only really good drive that Buffalo had was in that second quarter. It was like an eight-minute, uh, like 12-play drive where Allen drove them down and they got their touchdown. And it just seemed like Buffalo, I don't know if it was the offensive game plan or they didn't just didn't have the juice. I, I, you know, they did, they did, like you said, like they didn't know they were playing a playoff game. But it just didn't seem like the, they were just discombobulated. Josh Allen – Covers up a lot of holes on this team. Uh, he he always has to do it. I mean, because they don't have a consistent run game. They don't they don't commit. They don't turn around and a hand little bit the ball like the Chargers off. in that that way. Nineteen, right. then, 19 times. Other than the char Chargers actually, their Chargers running times. back catches. The they ball. ran the ball. Yeah, Drew just said it. Nineteen attempts compared He's to Mixon, who had, who who had twenty. Yeah, Josh Allen was your leading ca ball carrier with eight for twenty six and a touchdown. Huh. That's that that's not a recipe for success. He has to do that. He feels the need that he has to cover that up every single time. And when you got guys like uh, D Diggs and and Gabe Davis that uh, should have success in the intermediate passing game, they just try too much to, to push the ball down the field. There, there was no rhythm to the play calling. They didn't try to adjust to what Cincinnati was. That, this is just what I'm seeing, what I saw. I didn't feel like yeah. that they were adjusting and, and kind of let, let Allen drop back make a couple reads, and get some quick throws out of his hand. That's that's not what they were doing. They were not doing that at all. And, yes, you're going to put some blame on a quarterback for playing poorly, but when you know well, he's that, having a bad game, you've got to change up the game plan a little bit, and they didn't do it. So, you know, the, the OC has to take some blame as well with that game plan, I think. Yeah, and, and great, great point on – and it's not just – great point on Cincinnati, Ted – but to me, it's it's also it's not just the OC and the offensive game plan about the quick throws with with Burrow. It's the fact that Burrow is trusting the plan, and Burrow is just like right. he's not worried about Jamar Chase is my guy. I got to see where Jamar Chase is first, and then I go to the other places and right. run this game plan, and then I get killed. And that's where and I was just joking around with you because you you get very defensive of quarterbacks all the time. That's where earlier in the year when we were talking about Matt Stafford, where it's every it was everybody else's fault for why he was playing so poorly. When it's like, listen, like these guys are open, but he is just so fixated on 
trying to get the ball to Cooper. He's, it's like he's got to know where Cooper Cup is first. And it's like, oh, he doesn't trust those other guys. Like, but that, 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 that's a Stafford problem. That's not the offense. That's not the receivers. Like, it's not like these guys are were rookies. Like, you know, like these were veteran wide receivers that have produced before. Like, the quarterback has to trust the plan and has to just and has to has to execute. Right. So it's yeah, not just and that's and that's where and, I, and again, I, I don't think that Buffalo had that have that scheme but that was like a thing with the rams earlier in the year that I was trying and maybe I, I don't think i necessarily got that across when we were talking about that back then but that's why burrow is just so good because he just he doesn't care about it being jamar chase he's like you know this is what this is how i have to quarterback to win the game and this is what i'm going to do and you know we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna trust the plan and the results will speak for itself and that yeah. that goes a long way um here's, yeah here, here's and here's the thing with buffalo um look they this kind of exposed them a little bit to where, okay, they're not committing to the run, and they have Stephon Diggs. Since Diggs got there, obviously Allen has had a breakout. Uh, 29 drop passes for the Buffalo Bills this year in the NFL. That ranks second most. So I know you guys have been said have been saying, look, Allen hasn't looked right all year, and he's kind of struggled. 29 drop passes, yeah. second most well, in the league. That's more. That's his fumbles so, and his interceptions, not necessarily the drop passes. But yeah, I'm ta- I'm well, him. this is on the receivers. 29 drop passes that he and and Gabe Davis, their no, number two receiver, the guy that is supposed yeah. to be their big time guy, tied for the most in the NFL with seven this year. I don't know. I know he had one big drop in this game that would have had a big completion 40 yards down the field that he dropped. I don't know how many other drops were in this game, but that is a telling sign for me that look. Yeah, you're going to blame Allen for a couple things. With his look, his interceptions have gone up, his turnovers have gone up, but the but the receivers are dropping passes at an alarming rate. So you combine that with no commitment to any run game. Now they, I feel like they have the horses to commit to a successful run game, yeah. but they don't. But they don't do it. They, if you want to say Cook, okay, Cook, I, I mean Cook, look, Cook has promise. You want to trade for a big time back? If you it's do not that, a, it's not a, it's not a big time back. Like I just. They just need to have a, a like yeah, a they, reliable number one running well, back, and, they, and that, they might, that to, might end up being Cook. But they need to, but they need to commit to it. That's Agreed. the problem. They get they yeah. get away from it, and and this was a first year offensive coordinator in Ken Dorsey. When you know you have Josh Allen at at, at the front end of his prime, and this is your Super Bowl window, you've had uh, some heartbreaking playoff losses these last few years. You can't just be like, all right, we're you know third and two, let's bomb it forty y- yards downfield to Gabe Davis. Yeah. Oh, he dropped he dropped the ball, so it's Josh Allen's fault. Look, uh, look, he's had to cover a lot of deficiencies on this team, and the Bengals exposed it yesterday. This team is very reliant on Josh Allen, and before this spirals into something where they're you know he becomes like a, an early Peyton Manning, where Manning was getting bounced out of the playoffs every year for like the first nine years of his career. I mean, it's tr- it's going to turn into that if you don't reload here, and if you just look around the league, I mean, look at the teams that are left. Uh, well, besides Kansas City, because Mahomes any makes anybody look good. Right. Cincinnati has two number one receivers. The 49ers have Debo and Ayuk. You got to probably if Gabe's not going to be your guy, if he's going to be the guy that's going to be dropping passes and supposed to be your big time sl- uh, number two, get another big time receiver to go with Diggs. And or commit to getting the ball in, into the intermediate routes, the slot. You know, the slot was not even a, a, a part of this game plan either. It just seemed to me that the, the plan was Josh is going to bail us out if he needs to. We're not going to run the ball, and Josh is going get to get, get us by throwing it down the field. And yeah. Cincinnati, 
had the perfect game plan. Uh, zone blitz, right? They confused Josh a couple times. You know, and Mike Hilton, another another prediction that Jordan nailed on the head. Mike thank Hilton. You, thank you. Mike, Mike Hilton at the end of this game uh, on some court, you know, he had some hurry, some pressures that caused caused Allen to make some, uh, you know, untimely throws. They they got him off his mark. So kudos to Cincinnati on both game plans. Uh, you know, we could get into this conversation if you want, but I I just think there's a lot more well, than my, just Josh Allen. Yeah. Well, my you know. well here's 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 why I and I again I I, I just tease you because I, I you you you're a quarterback guy. You 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 yeah. defend the quarterbacks to the death. You know. From from the onset of this this season two of the go for two, my we talked about like who's on the clock. We did player, coach, and team, and my team was the Buffalo Bills. I think Jordan's was too. Mine was kind of the Bills, and I was like, man, like you know, windows don't stay open as long like as long now because quarterbacks get these super big deals. Diggs is gonna want to get another payday, and I mean, we can talk about Diggs afterwards, but it's just like um, I'm like, but man, like you know, I don't know, I. You know they they don't. I, I've I've been harping on the running thing for two years now, and during the year, like when they had that you know that two game losing streak, I'm like I don't know. I just I don't know. There's something about them. I don't know. I don't. I just I'm not. I I got a bad feeling about the Bills here. And what well, the the what what the response was constantly with the run game. They're they're fine. Josh Allen's the run game. They're fine. It's like you know like you know this this and this. It's like it's fine. It's Josh Allen. So like, and I'm not gonna mention who was saying that, <laughs> Teddy. Um, but like, but when that's when that's your response, when I'm like I'm worried about them, when he then has the bad game, and then other facets of the game are are those other facets are still weak holes, then you can't like absolve him and be like, well, those other teeth pieces let him down because it's like well if he's going to be the answer then like he needs to be the answer in the playoffs too so like that's right. why I, that, that that's my only point when i bring up josh allen because it's like when i brought up all those things all year it was like well josh allen's a run game they don't need to be worried but like okay well and that doesn't work in a game like this you can't say oh well it's their fault because you know they didn't they didn't commit to these uh to singletary and Look, and cook i'm gonna, and I'm gonna this... jump in here go ahead jump it, in it, jump it's, in it's a collective fault it is oh 100 percent Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's not you, all Josh Allen. You can't, you can't build a team this way. And like, you need a certain. You need balance. You yeah. need a certain. If you're if you're gonna build a team this way, it has to be an otherworldly type player. Right. Josh Allen is an MVP caliber player, but he's not a Patrick Mahomes best in a generation type guy. I think I think that's. If- if you That's, get him another big time receiver, and you but the the thing is you got to commit to a run game too, and he he can be, but he it seems like he's always he can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's not for he's, sure. He's uh, making not, up he's for not the type of quarterback who's gonna go just win it because of who he is. Is right because he's not even making the AFC Championship game based on who he is. So so my comment was we can't just give him all the praise when they win and none of the blame when he loses. So. They went out and scored 10 points. That's that's a failure. Conver- also, on the other side of the ball, uh, the other team's offensive line was missing three starters. Yep. And you came up with no big plays. No, no pass rush. Yep. Yeah. No, like, pa- no, no, no scheme. No big plays. Like. And how that's can on you Leslie have No Frazier. big plays on defense and no big plays on offense. Like. Right. Yep. What? Like, what were you doing coming into At this home. game? Like, At home. And, and yeah, so a guy. Look, so Sean Mc, to me, Sean McDermott's the guy's. A, look, I don't know if they're going to move on from him, but his the hot seat's going to start. You know, it's going to start yeah. getting hot for him. How many years but has he been there? Is, he, is this year? Is he going to year five? Twenty seventeen. If they come out, if they come out, okay. and struggle so this is and have year a five. Slow start. 
If yeah. they have a slow start to the year, he's yes. going to be on the hot seat super yeah. quick. Look, um, he, it seems it seems like he's getting out coached in these big games. I mean, he he's a defensive guy, him and Leslie Frazier. And like you just said, Jordan, I mean, they didn't generate a pass rush. The linebackers and corners no were missing. Plays. Like, how no big plays. Like, Howard has no big plays right. on a team that was – like what did the Bengals? What did the Bengals do that was some kind of genius game plan? They they, they just got the ball out of Burrow's hand in under three seconds. They and, just and Allen they, was holding it too long. They were pretty long. basic, like right, like they like they yeah. like they used well getting getting the well getting the ball out that quickly is is a their great their game plan, wrinkle though. their wrinkle was they used the tight end that they don't usually right. use. Like all I'm saying is that like there was that. Everything was on film. It's not like they came out and did something different. There's no reason why McDermott and those guys shouldn't be able to adjust to the things With three-fifths of a new offensive line, yeah. they they came out and just shoved Joe Mixon up 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 your butt. Like, yeah. how is that even? Look, why? Look at the, how, how do you let that happen? The last four playoff exits for them, right, they blew a multiple-score second-half lead. They got blown out by Kansas City. The Who was that? Is that, to the, is that to Houston that you keep referring to with the multiple? Correct. Yep. Okay, and that was uh, Allen's, and that was Allen's rookie year, right? Or was uh, that his sec- second? I year? think that was second year. Yeah. Okay. The 13 second debacle, and, and yesterday. <sighs> so, t- so to me, that shows that look, the defense can bully the bad teams in the regular season, but when you start playing the good teams, you can't stop the good offenses. That's a trend. That's four years in a row that the defense hasn't shown up. That's on McDermott. That's on Leslie Frazier, and and you just go back and look at some of their draft picks the last couple of years. Uh, they they've kind of whiffed. On you know they they drafted a corner they didn't use them uh, they they whiffed on a lot of defensive players in the last couple of drafts they traded for Naheem Hines right a pass catching running back did they so ever dumb. utilize him they so did, dumb they yeah so dumb the O line their O line who out this is the reason Allen has to hold the ball a little longer and make make plays with his legs because the O line has been ignored and it's like there there was no to me it felt like the Bills kind of were like riding on their previous success there was no real plan. They didn't game plan to fit their own personnel at all, and it, it just it just seemed like you know what Dorsey or or to fit the other team's weakness. Right, just, it was nothing. And, they just and, like went out there with a vanilla right. Like and Ken scheme. Dorsey was like, you know what, we're we're not going to lean into the short passing game. We're you know we're we're not we're just we're not going to do any quick passes. We're just going to drive the the ball down the field. Allen's going to did they even have any dump offs to the running backs? They like, didn't. What, like which there was crazy. nothing. Yeah, there's you, like you traded for Naheem. You, you tried you nothing. Use right. You know what? You know what? Actually, and and, and that's where I well, just to kind of piggyback, that's where I get Stephon Diggs' frustration because it's like, look, like if we don't have some kind of like scheme that we're coming out with, just try and pound it to me. I'll go fight for it. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm the number one guy. I'm the most talented guy on offense we have with the ball in his hands. Right, but but they but but their game plan is let's throw it deep. I mean, scheme them. You have, as a coach, you got to scheme them to get open intermediate. Like what, he had he had eight targets or maybe four, nine. Yeah, he had four catches, which is unacceptable. Like, no. ha, like at that point, like once you get, especially once you get down, like why doesn't he have fifteen targets? I think they He's need another big player. time receiver. I think Can they I, need here, another you know what number I would, one. If this if this were the NBA, I'd be I'd be trying to figure out how do we get DK Metcalf to Buffalo. Right. Right. Exactly. Can we, 
How do we? How do we? How do we trade Diggs, who's more of the NBA a fans speed? coming out just making fantasy <laughs> trades? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How do we? How, well, how do we get? You, you need. You need two. You need two top guys. If well, what I'm saying is Diggs. It's almost like him and Davis. Like Diggs and Davis are both speedsters. You're going deep with. So right. how do you? How do you? You know how? Could you? What could you offer Seattle to swap Diggs for Metcalf and just to sweeten the pot? Again, this is this is the NBA loser in me because that's all the NBA does. <laughs> when when you can't win, you just try to stock up to make it easier for yourself because nobody wants to challenge themselves in the NBA for the last 12, 15 years because they're all losers and babies. Um, so how do we do that? But that they need like a Metcalf type of guy. They need a guy that can like that's that's a tough guy that can go at the middle of the field and that Allen can try to utilize there a little bit more because even I don't know that Diggs can do that. Like he's, he's Diggs is a tiny guy. If yeah, and if Buffalo I mean, he's, he's, he's not tiny, he's average. He's yeah, but I'm saying he's not—he's not like an AJ Brown who's like gonna be like, no, he's, you know. But he's not tiny. He's yeah, I, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, they need like a big—they need a big, beefy wide receiver, a Debo, a Metcalf type of, of guy that they can rely on to go in the middle of the field. Yeah, and if Buffalo wants to kind of reload quick here, that—that's look. If you're gonna be a type of team that look, if the defense is not gonna improve, if you're, if you're not gonna invest in the defense and just be like, hey. The way we're going to win is we're, we're going to outscore these guys, uh, teams like Casey and, and Cincinnati. Then everything needs an overhaul. You need to load up on the offensive side, put another weapon there to go with these guys here, change the offense to where you're going to commit to handing the ball off 15 to 20 times a game to a running back, and have Allen drop back, make reads, fire and fire passes off that way. Don't just rely on he's going to throw the deep ball every time, especially yeah. when, you, when you're leading the or, league and drop passes. Or street ball, yeah. Yeah, street ball, hero ball, and especially when you have your receiving cores leading the league and drop passes. It's not going to work. So, yeah. look, I, uh, Josh, give him some blame, but he's he's not going anywhere. He's not, you know, yeah. the hot seat's he's not He's part of the solution. Yet. He's not part of the problem. He's part yeah. of the solution. Yeah, that's sure. a good, good, but, good way but, to say that. But he does deserve – as much blame as the whole the whole I, thing. Was, I would not be shocked if they fired at all levels. Yeah, a coordinator or two, kind of like how uh, L.A. the Chargers got rid of uh, their sort of like, their coordinators. Sort of like how the Steelers. Uh, oh, oh wait. Yeah, right the Steelers. Didn't uh, um, but yeah. So tough, I, tough I mean, way, tough <laughs> way for a season to end when you were expected to go to the Super Bowl for Buffalo. You know. Yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about a 17-point game that was that never really felt close. Um, but the last thing I want to talk about on this one, because I I don't get it, and someone has to explain it to me. Where exactly does this whole refund thing – where does Cincinnati feel like they were disrespected? Can Because here's so – I know the premise of this is that the NFL, in, in you know, the most popular sport in the world, we – that's not debatable, right? Like the the it's the NFL. Then there's fifty feet of crap, and then there's the next popular sport. Can we agree on that? No. Yeah. No. No. We've seen the numbers. No. Not not in the world. In the U.S. I'm sorry. In the U.S. In the US I apologize. Yes. In in the U.S. Okay. Forget the fact that it's global now. But in the U.S. Like, I, I, like usually the cricket championship has like five times as many fair, viewers. Fair as enough. The Super fair Bowl, enough for the yeah. cricket fans out there. I apologize <laughs> for my incorrect reference. I apologize. But like. They're in the playoffs, and, like, you know, they got to figure out tickets, sponsors, all kinds of things. Like, what what are the – are the Bengals, like, they're ticked off that, like, the NFL had to proactively figure out what they would do if the Bills played the Chiefs? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't understand this thing where they feel like they're disrespected well, that they did that, the neutral side. Explain it to me, because I don't really agree with what you said anyway, Ted, but explain it to me again. Well, well I mean, it, it – Look, NFL players will find any excuse to be to feel like they're slighted 
you could say any little thing and they will use it as motivation, right? But what this was it? Like, I don't get it. So <laughs> this makes sense. Like, a, they, guy almost, they, a guy almost died on the field. Like, what? A, I don't no, understand. I, that's understood. No, the, I, the, I think their the, beef the, was, oh, you yes. think they're going to beat us, so you're going to make plans for them to make it? And, and, and Right. Well, the real but, gripe was, look, if Cincinnati had beaten Buffalo in that game, they would have moved up to the one seed because they would have had the wins over KC and Buffalo, right? So did they? Yeah. So, right? did, so, so I remember you said that. Yeah. Like so, did they? So, but, did they but, want the league? Did they want the league to have them play that game? So I think, I think that their gripe was that hey, this should have been our home game or could have been our home game, but uh, no, they, I don't think they wanted the league to go back and play it. I just think so they wanted. Some beef. They wanted. They wanted <laughs> consideration because it just seemed like bu- the the league was only planning for Buffalo and. KC and Cincinnati was just an afterthought, but it in the that's, long run that, that's a stretch. Just in a the stretch. long well, that's that's the reason they feel slighted. <laughs> in the in the long run, like once once they made like once they made the decision of how they were going to handle it based on win percent, yeah, like there was nothing. It was like then the, then the Bengals just they were behind the Bills. They just were. In the long run, it wouldn't have mattered because KC ended up beating the Raiders on the final week. Yeah, so, yeah, so for sure. So if, if anything, the Bengals would have got would have had the two seed, and they felt that that this home game would have happened in their field. So I think they just saw it as, hey, how come they're they're focusing on those two teams? We're, we could possibly be. I mean, they had the coin flip for them in Baltimore. Like they had all the, yeah. they had they had the, with the whole. Well, they list weren't of happy all, about that either. They yeah, but they had like they had like this whole list of things, and it's just like they were not happy about the. Coin I, I didn't get it. Either. I'm just like I was like I, I get like you people need a motivation. I felt like that was a bit of a stretch. Like the whole That's like what e- these NFL players even if do. you do that to yourselves, like in the locker room, like the fact that they were all like talking about it, like in their interviews, this and that. I'm like. You guys basically just seem like you think you got um, you got the short of a stick because a guy almost died. <laughs> like that's what it really to me. It seemed more like it seemed more petty and like dickheadish than anything else. That's yeah. What it seemed I mean to that's me. that's that's they look. They'll find any. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Any fair enough. To, that's fine. Uh, that's why they felt like they were slighted though. Yeah, I just I didn't get it. So, but that's fine. Um, all right, we spent a lot of time because we the the best game. <laughs> there was only really one good game. Uh, Teddy. Yo, your boys yeah, rematch rematch of the the wild. It was the wild card weekend they played last week, right? last year, right? Yes, or was it was divisional. Yep. Yeah, it was wild, wild card. Wild card. Wild card. Yeah. Uh, except this time, Dallas was coming into San Francisco. Last year, San Fran went into Dallas, um, which is basically playing on a neutral site because they have no home field advantage. Yeah. Uh, Niners Cowboys classic classic eighties nineties football matchup. The game went. Sure. The game was played like one too. It, it was. In the era, in the era of big plays and high scores, I mean, this one, you know, under both teams scored under twenty points. Uh, it was neck and neck up until I don't know six minutes left in the fourth quarter, maybe a little bit more. Um, the 49ers, they hold on, they win nineteen twelve. Uh, bang bang, bang bang, Niner gang. Um, there's a guy. I still don't know if I, I still don't know if we're asking the question. Is that Dak's fault? That interception. Pretty sure the answers are yes. Yes. Um, for somebody who's been saying that, Teddy, what's uh or J- whoever, yeah. somebody somebody just give their thoughts on on My, on this on this one. Uh, look, bo- both defenses came to play, showed up. Uh, credit to Dallas, right? I mean, I said it. I've been saying it since Brock Purdy got in there. I said. What's going to happen when he finally sees a team that's going to get in his face, pressure him, uh, throw him off his mark? He, look, he didn't throw any turnovers, but they, they sacked him. They got to him a couple times. They're going to rattle him. This was the best defense he faced all year. And we saw that this game turned into a slugfest, a defensive battle. 
Every point mattered. Every yard mattered. It was a field goal game. Look, Dallas got their their touchdown, and of course, we can get into the whole Brett Maher thing, where it, you know, is is he now? Are, are the yips a real thing for him? He, you know, he's missed five straight extra points. He hit a couple field goals in this, but anyway, defensive battle. And I'm sitting there, and I'm saying the whole time, you know, all the Niners have to do is they need one spark to lead them, get them, get a touchdown, and then they could just grind this game out and. Our boy, George Kittle. Kittle, this Kittle. Guy, Kittle, man. This guy's a, a professional wrestler playing football. I mean, the guy comes up with an in, incredible catch, bounced Ridiculous. off his helmet, bounced Ridiculous. off his head. That's just pure concentration. That People, sparked that sparked, the, yeah, that sparked the Niners' offense, that play, and that's what led to them driving down the field and finally getting their touchdown, and they went, they went ahead for good. And, uh, you know, people forget how good George Kittle is. Uh, just because he's utilized in many different ways on this team. So, uh, but Dallas on the other side, look, th- this is what my concern is with Brock Purdy for next week. I, I, but before home, before yeah, you get ahead, it real quick, ahead. yeah, go ahead. I was saying because people people go nuts over these wide receivers that make these one-handed catches now with these like stick stick gloves that they have that make it a lot easier to do that. Right. That Kittle's get Kittle catch was a thousand times more impressive than ha- pretty almost every one-handed catch we saw from a wide receiver this year. Insane. Yeah, so- so Absolutely it was, insane. It was. It was. It's one of the best catches I've seen. Dak Prescott, right? Two interceptions, and for <laughs> th- for throwing two interceptions, this was a nine to nine game. So yep. they Dallas had to feel pretty good, even with those with those turnovers. Like, hey, we're we're staying in this game. We're not. Neither team was giving the other team anything offensively. Nobody could get anything going. I I did say Ceedee Lamb would have a game. He did. He had ten yeah. catches yep. for a buck seventeen. But the the turning point also was uh, Tony Pollard. Unfortunately. Looked like he was going to be a big part of this game plan and, uh, you know, broke his fibula, uh, I believe, in the second quarter, and that kind of changed things for Dallas. Uh, it seemed that, you know, obviously Zeke couldn't get anything going on the ground. And uh, my exact words when I was I was watching this game with my buddy Nick, who's a Dallas fan, as soon as Dallas cut the lead down to 16-12, to 12, I said, all right, Niners have to grind the run here, drain about eight minutes off the clock. And that's exactly what they did, right? They, they took the insurance field goal. Uh, Brock Purdy was snapping the ball as the play cl- clock was going down to like one, even when it was getting down to zero consistently. So they were using all 40 seconds off the play clock. Pretty good. Party yeah, pretty good. damn good. It, it, it wasn't Purdy in this one, but it, they got the job done. And first down after first down on the ground, it's an old school ground and pound Shanahan style of play. Uh, I believe it was a 13 play, eight minute drive that, that got them down there. They got that field goal. Now the one, Minor thing, of course, it didn't matter. But Elijah Mitchell, you got to you got to stay in bounds on that one play because then Oof. it's a moot it's a moot point. Dallas probably doesn't even get the oh ball back gosh. with yeah. enough time if Eli Mitchell stays in bounds. But luckily, it didn't matter. They also tried a stupid screen pass to Debo that went incomplete and, and saved them a timeout. So Shanahan still does these asinine things sometimes, and I and I wonder. I'm like, this is why you lost as the Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator and why you blew the the Super Bowl. I mean, you do stupid things. Like this, these 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 were my gripes, uh, but kudos to the Niners. They were smart, even when things weren't going right offensively. And Dan Quinn on the other side with Dallas, great game plan. They made Brock Purdy look average for the first time. You know, got in his pre- got got pressure in his face early and often, multiple sacks, and he's inexperienced in in uh, situations like this. So this is only going to help him, especially now going on the road to Philly, and uh, even even at one point. Before the half, I think Brock almost blew a chance at three points when he was supposed to throw the ball away, but he kind of was looking at his reads, and then luckily he threw the ball out with one second left on the clock. So they got the three points there. 
CMC was bottled up for the most part, right? I mean, up until like late. He late got in injured game. too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think he he pulled his his calf or something like that. And uh, it, listen, that that Kittle catch is the reason that you know he was. Uh, Kittle said after the game he wasn't even a, a supposed to be a read on that play. You know, By the way, just kind of got out in the pocket ahead. and made. The, yeah, go ahead, Brew. What are you gonna say? So it's so funny you talk about Purdy, um, how they get that field goal at yeah. the end of the half, right? Because it's a. Uh, I'm texting uh, to to two friends of the pod, the great Kevin Lacey and the great Reckless Joe Ostrowski, big time Dallas fans. I my heart goes out to them for the years and years, and we're actually it's decades now of suffering. Yeah. When when Dallas gets the ball back with like three minutes left in the in the second quarter, I'm like, I I text them. I'm like, I was, we're talking about like what should happen. I was like, literally the only thing they can't do is turn the ball over. That's it. I was like, anything else is a win here. They just can't turn the ball over. And then Dax Prescott throws <laughs> Dax throws an inter- immediately throws an interception. And then Purdy, who's who's the rookie, ends up making just the right plays to go down and and get them get them the points that they need. Like that's right. that's like the issue here with like Dak Prescott, man. Like it just can't happen. And mm-hmm. and it just happens, man. Like he's he's just he he's becoming the guy. He's becoming the team, the the Skip Bayless, Tim Tebow guy. If he's got a top five offensive line, a top five defense, and a top five running game, you can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott as your quarterback. That's basically who he's becoming. Like this guy, you can't you can't throw the ball. You're not going to win playoff games if he's got to throw the ball thirty times a game. They only they barely ran the ball again. I know Powell got hurt, but I still think that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. That even with Zeke, they didn't. Uh, they didn't do the uh, well you they, you can't you look they barely ran the ball because you can't run against this team they they realized real quick we're not going to be able to have any success that's why they went to the air and and uh fred warner man kudos to him the niners just seem to you know have these uh linebackers that just they churn out i mean i, I miss the days of, of of bowman and willis but now we have greenlaw and fred warner and that interception like you said it was key uh, you know, Dallas was either going to get was probably going to get three points at the, out of that one, and that changed the field position and allowed the Niners to get the three. So yeah, you're right. Dex Dex becoming a, a very turnover prone guy. Even but, okay. yeah, no, neither defense was allowing either team to do anything. It's just that Brock luckily didn't have the turnovers that Dak did, well. and Brock <laughs> was still able to move. Brock was still able to move the chains and make the throws when he needed to, even though he was still getting pressured. Well, and not only – yeah, and, and not only that. So, Dak, obviously, I've I've been on this – beating this Dak drum here for years now. Even this year, all these interceptions, his pick sixes, I'm like, this like um, this isn't the guy. Like, at some point, you got to realize we, we shouldn't have given him $40 million. We need to figure out how to get out of this. Then he almost throws a pick six to end the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the bigger and then the other the other thing where I always talk about when we're talking about the defense. Like I'm sorry. Like Diggs isn't good. Diggs Diggs is just like he's gonna come up with some high you know six or seven highlight plays every every year. But man, he he gets burned all the time. He dropped he dropped an interception. Uh, and I think I think he dropped yeah, he an did. interception. And then two plays later, they got the penalty that put the Niners on the goal line. I think that was the same drive. Yeah, he he did. Yep. That was and then good. and then he and then he completely whiffs on Kittle on the on the on the ridiculous. Catch oh yeah, he could have lights out. He could have lights out. My God, like there. or even just, even if you don't crush him, like 
break to break that play up. Like I don't know what he's doing. Like that's the problem. That's that's you know I always I joke he's uh you know he's he's Asante Samuel's like third cousin twice removed from his sixth father or some nonsense like that. Like right. he just. He's just not good enough. And, and, and two guys that I just always harp on on that team that people just talk too highly of, like, just kill them. Um, the clock management at the end of the game. Not that they probably go down and score anyway, Dallas, with what was there, 47 seconds left? Yeah, 40, 40, yeah something like that. Yep. Yeah, 40, 47 seconds left. But, like, yeah. They, <laughs> Some inexplic- I, inexplicable play calling at that point. Inexplicable. And then Dalton Short, Schultz, and I, it's fine. I, I joked around. I thought J.O. and he missed his parlay by two yards because Schultz didn't. Schultz was so lazy and didn't get his right foot down. But, like, he doesn't get both feet down on, on an easy, a play where it's incredibly easy to have done a toe tap. And then he doesn't know the rule about going out of bounds. Like, you can't be pushed backwards. Like, the clock keeps running. And then, like, they spend all this time doing, like, this ridiculous trick play. They run and another crazy trick play to end the game. My God. And then they it. put Zeke. That was all, so yeah. bizarre. And all they, did was, all they did was put Zeke. <laughs> they put Zeke at center. And Dak, Dak, Dak threw a, Dak threw a, a seven-yard pass. He got <laughs> like, what were they doing? Zeke got annihilated on that play. Like, he just that got was killed. I'm just trying to figure out, like, right. what you, it... You guys have had such good flow this whole podcast. I've really struggled to, like, jump in with stuff. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, Jay. No, no, um, it's, it's good. It's good. But it was I just, just, when we just, listen back, you're going to be like, damn, he's just sitting there saying nothing, which is true because you guys have had really good It's just not really Like, flow. it's... it's it's Because there's so many interesting... It's not even, like, stats. It's like, you can just watch... This was, but, like... So, these games were such... I You could just use the eye test listen, on these games. Like, listen. it was crazy. Sorry, Jay. I, I was I've been a Dak guy forever. I, I liked him in, in college. Drew's been trying to tell me and I, I gotta change my tune now. Change it. Change that tune, baby. Because I began to touch, but you wouldn't let it. It never seemed to be the right time. I started to give up down to the limit. And then you change your mind, but we begin to Brock dun, 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 steady, Love steady it. Brocking all night long. <laughs> we begin to Brock <laughs> dun, 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 steady, Brocking till the break of dawn, Brocking till the break of dawn. Hey, I, that's clever. I like that. I am giving up on Dak. I'm done. <laughs> He's done. This, this this was the game that broke broke Dak's back for me. Burning the jersey. And, dude, and Jay, like they didn't even need him to be great. They just needed know, him to be average. That's I, I know. And and now this is a really good Niners defense. Yep. So uh, I you know fine. It's a good Niners defense, but you don't great need Niners. to score a ton. You need to score twenty. And yeah. they couldn't. They they scored what one touchdown. Yeah. Um. So. You know, like I, I'm, I'm, and this isn't like conversely with Josh Allen, where what was it the previous year where it was just like a shootout and you're like, well, you can't blame Josh Allen there. He freaking made it rain. Like, no, like you did nothing this game other than create turnovers, like, or like, like submit turnovers. Like th- this was real bad. It, it, look, um, as a, yeah, it was a Niners fan. Yeah. It was nerve wracking too. You know. Yeah. The other thing I'll say is, you know, I, I souffled that beautiful analysis of how Dallas can get to Brock Purdy. You did. Last week. And um, they pretty much went the other option that I didn't go with. And they played a lot of zone and, and only rushed four to, 
to but then they mixed in blitzes so they did a mix of both of those options that i i kind of threw out there uh which is what you got to do for a young and experienced qb is you know br bring pressure but also you know only bring four and drop back make make things look like it's one thing but really it's another so defensively i thought dallas was actually pretty solid in their game planning um it was the offensively and just the execution with Dak was just so bad dalton schultz oh by the way schultz scored the first touchdown right yep. there there was a guy out there that hit the four game parlay of first uh touchdown scorers yeah i saw that which was kelsey in the first game goddard in the second game jamar chase uh in the third game and then dalton schultz in the fourth game five bucks drew Seventy-two thousand dollars. Awesome! Amazing. Yeah, that yeah, was awesome. Great. The video of that was awesome. Oh yeah. So um, pay off pay off a thirty-year mortgage with a bet like that. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, some of us could pay off half of our mortgage with that. <laughs> oh man, that's difference awesome. Difference between Pittsburgh um, and, and New Jersey. New but, Jersey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <sighs> Drew, you last week you said going into this, if if Dallas doesn't win, do they just blow it all up? Like I just yeah if I'm if I'm that listen I McCarthy I, I think they bring it all back because they had that big win over the nostalgic ghost of Tom Brady so they think all is well like I would I would literally look to see if I could again I, and I don't I don't know the mechanics of the cap and trading the NFL like I do the NBA so I I obviously. I always, you know, because the NBA, everyone's getting traded. I, you know, who knows what happens? I, I would look to see if anybody would take Dak. Like, Zeke, they're probably going to move on from, you would think. Although, Pollard, he broke his fibula, right? Like, I never like when running backs have lower body injuries. I just never do. Um, but he's going to be there. They're going to pay I him. I think he'll be back now. Yeah, yeah. They're going to they're gonna let Zeke go where he's going to have to restructure dramatically um, to do something there. But I, I would I, – I'd take calls. I'd say, hey, like I'd call the Jets, call the Ra like I'd, I'd I'd call some teams in the Titans. Like, see, the Titans would actually be a perfect team the for Colts? Dak. No, no. Um, I'm just saying they'd take him. I'm not saying it's a perfect fit. But I like the I like the Titans have a solid defense. They have a back that they actually give the ball to, and they don't want to throw the ball more than 20 times a game. Like that's where Dak could like actually probably be. Be the mo have the most success in the NFL if he were to go to like the Tennessee Titans, but they're gonna bring them. They'll bring everybody back. It'll be the same thing. Rinse. But, you know, what but, are they? But, what is it? Wash, rinse, Malik and repeat. Willis. I don't know, man. I don't know. I would, it's, that was uh, sarcastic. I, I'm just. You know, they were going in the draft was oh Malik Willis. Look yeah. at these skills, and I'm like, <laughs> he played for Liberty. What are we talking about here? <laughs> hey, wh wh what do you guys think about um, Brett Maher? Right, three of eight in his last two. Playoff games with his kicks. Uh, do, we've seen a case. He crushed those field. I mean, he he does field goals. He went were right but down do you, the middle though. Right. I, I think he'll be okay. But look, we we've yeah, seen the, the the yips ruin kickers before, like Mike Vanderjack, Blair Walsh, Cody Parkey. I mean, is this something that's going to linger into next year for Brett Maher? Or you I think th I, th I think we've gotten officially. I think we've gotten officially too drunk that we're spending time talking about the kicker here. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a big thing because look because Ro Robbie Gold has not missed. No, I'm yeah. gonna knock on wood when I say this. I think it'll be fine. He's not, I, I Rob, think, yeah. Robbie Gould has never missed a kick in the playoffs. I'm knocking on wood when I say that. But the fact that he, uh, the fact that he knocked those, he had no trouble knocking down those field goals. I, I think he's fine. Okay, he'll it's be just fine. an interesting, interesting storyline because he let's, missed let's, five let's, straight, let's, 
And Dallas let's make couldn't sure, trust him yeah. at all. Let's let's put a pin on that, and when we get when we get through the uh, the first quarter of season three next year of the Go for Two, we're gonna revisit the Brett Moore saga. See, <laughs> see, get the get the live update from Ted on the Brett Moore saga. Now he's still in we there. We will. <laughs> um, fans want to know, man. Yeah. All right, I, I got nothing else on Dallas like, except the hilarity of the, uh, how they had the. Uh, I where I'm sure there's multiple memes of the week that involve the Cowboys for this week for our oh, the regular two great. beers podcast. We don't do that on this show, but that, that we'd have a lot. Um, just you know, that hey, it got away. Niners, Niners do what they do, man. It really got away from them, man. Um, so on to the conference championships. Let's. Let's do the NFC first because that's the first game. We got is that is that cool? That's fine with me. We're fine with that. So, Bang Bang Bird Gang, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to host the Bang Bang Niner game, the San Francisco 49ers. It'll be the second time we see Jalen Hurts take on Brock Purdy. They played each other in college. That's, that's a right. fun, fact. fun fact. And this is the. Uh, Hertz versus Purdy will be the youngest matchup between quarterbacks in the conference championship since who knows the year. I think isn't this the youngest ever? Nope. What's the Two, year? 2014. 1950. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. The youngest quarterbacks the in the conference here. championship. The classic 1950 um, game. Here's my. And we here, all remember how wait, that one went. Can, can, before you get delve into this, can I just? Yeah, some conference, t- just general Ooh, conference title facts, all right? Yeah, do it. Do it, Team, baby. Teams playing on Saturday in the divisional round have gone 17-9 and nine in the conference title game in the past 13 years. So that's cool. that's uh, advantage Chiefs and Eagles. At least one team that played on Saturday in the divisional round has won at least one of the conference title games in 15 of the last 17 years. Okay. So that's that kind of stacks the deck against people that think both the Niners and Bengals are going to pull off wins on the same day. And then add to that, both teams will be playing at home, and the Chiefs and Eagles have a pretty good advantage there. Seven of the last nine years, the home team has won both the NFC and the AFC title game. Just some facts I wanted to throw oh, out there. Oh, interesting, man. You got you, yeah. you, you really you really are full of facts today. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, and so the environment um, – on Saturday, from what I've heard from people who were there, was insane. People, so people usually um, the lots open. I think six hours early to tailgate. There was a Philadelphia Wings lacrosse game at noon on Saturday. Eagles fans bought tickets to this game just so that they could get into parking lots to start <laughs> drinking. That's and it's really a true story. At noon, <laughs> they didn't even go into the game. <laughs> they were just in the parking lots drinking so they could get early access and start getting nuts. So I know the atmosphere was great. Um, you know, I, I never know how to take home field advantage and like the crowds and the teams. And I didn't, I got in play, I didn't play football at a highly competitive level. Uh, in high school, so like I don't know, you know, when you're putting in your audibles and stuff, how much of a factor that stuff really does play. I mean, you got teams that pipe in sound, so I guess it does do something, right? Um, here's how I here's if I'm both teams, this is how I feel, if I this is what makes me feel good about the matchup. If I'm the Niners, I feel good about the matchup because the Eagles. If you look at a lot of the stats, I think the Eagles have been the best team in the league for most of the season. Chiefs are probably up there too. The one spot where they've been consistently, I'll say, poor or struggled has been stopping the run. 
Uh, you know, there's been games where even even in games where it looks if you looked at the bot, if you Adam Prim box score worried it worried it, you'd be like, eh. I mean, they only give up 70 rush yards, like no big deal. But there were one or two huge rushing plays that could have cost them the game and impacted drives. So, and what do the 49ers do exceptionally well? Run Teddy? the ball. Run the ball. Run the ball. So, and they got Christian McCaffrey doing it now. So if I'm the Niners, I'm feeling really good about that. And I mean, I I'm twelve. I've won twelve straight games, right? Or is it eleven now? Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> I I've won twelve straight games, and I got this. You know, my uh, my quarterbacks ranked number one in all the major quarterback stats for six out of the last seven weeks. So if I'm if I'm the Niners, that's why I feel good. If I'm the Eagles, I feel good about this matchup because one, I'm home. And I historically I've played I've played pretty well at home throughout the last couple throughout the last last few seasons, especially in the playoffs. Two, the one thing that I did notice, which I was really surprised at, the Niners did seem to struggle on big downs, keeping Dak in the pocket and him scrambling and running for first downs. I was yeah. really surprised at that because I thought the Niners were better at at um at, at you know. Yeah, they Working. didn't get as many sacks this year as they did last year. I'll yeah, I was, I was that that surprised me that they struggled with Dak, um, Dak and his feet, and like there were some fourth downs where Dallas went for it that he and third downs where he picked up the first. I was like, oh, and Jalen, I would we are we are we on the same page that Hurts is probably better at that than Dak Prescott is? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and my other the other reason I would feel good is at some point this kid's got to turn the ball over, right? Like at some point he he hasn't turned the ball over yet, right? His no, seven starts. No, he no he has. He has. Oh, has he? Oh, I, I didn't think got, he turned the ball over at all. He, he has four interceptions. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay, so maybe I don't feel as great. But in the playoffs, he hasn't turned the ball over yet. Playoffs, he hasn't. No. At some point, you gotta think this kid is going to That's make what a we rookie. That's against Dallas. That's I know, but and it didn't happen. So like, we're gonna. Just, I'm just gonna keep moving this each week. Like at some point, you think it's gonna happen. So that's that's to me. If I'm each team, this is what I feel good about coming coming into the game um i have a weird like i think i picked the niners all year to win the game or to win to go to the super bowl nothing's changed the only you, know, you can talk people are like oh well you know they got the third string quarterback well coming into the year the niners you would you figured we're gonna have a top defense a top run game and a question mark of quarterback so nothing's really changed. Nothing's really changed except the kid playing quarterback is playing better than than the guy, the two guys that were ahead of him. Um, so I'm gonna pick the Niners to win. Wow! Uh, wow! I've got. I, I'm not gonna change. I had this this game, and I'm I'm a, I'm like a vibe guy, right? Like I don't always look at the stats and things like that. This game has a very 2002 Eagles Buccaneers feel to it, where sure. the Eagles have just They've been they've been they've been the best team in a lot of the major categories all season. Their starting quarterback gets hurt with like four or five weeks left in the season, just like McNabb did that year. Came back in the playoffs, you know, won the first game. They didn't blow out the Falcons, but like they won pretty comfortably. And all the vibes, the town is super confident. Nobody, there's not that like Philadelphia, like pessimistic kind of side, like shit, like we're not going to get this done. Like it's not going to happen. Like I don't, the last time I remember that feeling was the Bucks game where it was like the Eagles own that team. Tampa Bay had like never won in like under 30 degree weather. They were the last game at the link. 
Uh, and then they, you know, Tampa Bay just that they, they had a great defense and a great run game, but they had a, you know, I forget who the quarterback was. It Gannon was that the quarterback of that Super yep. Bowl team? Yep. Um, well, whatever, fine. Like he was okay. Like he wasn't a stud, and they ended up winning. Was I just MVP have that vibe. That year? What's that? Need the MVP that year? Gannon yeah, was. Was yeah, he? he? Was yeah. All right. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about, obviously, but uh, <laughs> it has that feel to it. Now, the only other thing I can say is like. A lot of Eagles fans are probably hoping that uh, this Brock Purdy wakes up I and give myself uh, credit for actually making it this far into your monologue and still yeah, paying attention. So. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, well, I was gonna say, and then well, and this is why I was gonna kick it to you. You know, a lot of Eagle fans are probably sitting around hoping that Brock Purdy wakes up Sunday and turns into Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year, where he won, he wasn't supposed to start, wins thirteen straight games, and then has three turn has three interceptions against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, and the Pats the Pats go on him when they win the game and go to the Super Bowl. So uh, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. I think it's gonna be like a kooky score, like a 2018. A 26-22, some kind of weird score is going to happen. That's my thoughts on the game, though. Yeah, J-O. Let, Jordan, let J.O. go. Segway, segway to you with my big I got a lot of stuff, there. so let Jordan go. All right. Well, I'll just keep it short. Um, Eagles. I <laughs> okay. Think, I think that the defense is flying all over the field making plays. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering if McCaffrey is going to be okay. Um, I still think Brock shows flashes of goodness, maybe greatness, but I think the Eagles are running around making plays, and that that's, makes the difference. Go ahead, Teddy. I like it. All right, so Hurts uh, versus Purdy, right? Uh, like Drew said, youngest matchup in the NFC title game since 1950, whatever that was. 1950, uh, so- correct. Okay, so Purdy is the fourth quarterback drafted sixth round or later or undrafted to reach a conference championship in their first season as a starter. Uh, Four other rookies made it to a conference title game. All four lost, and all four threw a combined four touchdowns and nine interceptions. So if you're thinking that Purdy's going to – you were just saying, hey, is Purdy going to finally, you know, start throwing some interceptions or, or finally throw some, you know, have some turnovers here. This is the moment that it would probably happen in this conference championship game. So overall, uh, some history here. Niners have been to 18 conference championships, most in the NFL. Eagles and the Niners have only played once in the playoffs in their history. Hertz is the youngest Eagles quarterback to make a conference title game since Donovan McNabb. Uh, Eagles, since the year 2000, seven, seven conference title appearances, most in the NFC. And uh, so the big the big stat here, the Eagles finished the this year – Top offense in the NFC in points and yards per game. On the other side, Niners, top defense in the NFC in points and yards per game. So this could be a thriller. Something's got to give, right? I mean, someone's O's got to go. Right. So this is the best team and defense that Purdy's Brock Purdy will have seen thus far. You know, last week, up until this point, it was Dallas. It was last week. And uh, Eagle, this, certainly this is going to be his toughest test now. So Eagles have recorded the third most sacks in, in a, a season in NFL history. So think about that. Yep. Think about Dallas, what they did to Brock. You know, I think they had three sacks in that game. And this is uh, now you're going to have Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham. You're going to have all these guys on that ferocious front seven bearing down on, on Brock Purdy. But like you said, Drew, 
The one thing that the Eagles do struggle against is the run. Is the run so yeah. I think Shanahan's going to game plan once again to take the pressure off Brock Purdy and, uh, you know, target the Achilles heel of this Eagles defense. They, they've they allowed 4.6 yards per carry, which is ninth worth, ninth worst in the NFL this year, the yep. Eagles have. So uh, so when the Niners – They need him to be Brock steady. Right, Brock steady, baby. When the Niners go above that 4.6 yard per carry mark, they're 11-3. and three. So if the Niners, you know, manage to get, you know, run the ball successfully here, they have a very good chance to win this game. The thing with the Niners is they're not built to come from behind or get into shootouts. The de- the, their defense has only allowed 20 points, or 20 points or more, four times the entire season. So if the Niners, uh, you know, have it keep a team under 20 points, they're 12 and one. Otherwise, they're three and three when they let a team score over 20 points. So. Like you said, Drew, you think this might be a kooky wild score? Like a weird. You know? It's gonna be like one of those weird ones, man. I don't right. know why. I, I, you know, I, I think that if it gets into shootout territory, which I don't see, I don't see that happening. That's gonna favor the Eagles, just because the Niners don't really get, don't get into those situations, and when they do, it's not good for them. They're not built to come back. So uh, 29, 26, something like that is what I'm thinking. You're thinking 29, 26. So that's pretty high for you know. From what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a little bit higher than what you expect, but not true, sh- not true shootout, but a little bit higher. Right. 20, 28, 24, 20, 29, 25. That's fair. 29, something like and, that. And you know the one key difference here. Let, look, AJ Brown played against these 49ers last year when he was on the Titans. He absolutely dominated them. I forgot what his stat line was, but he killed them, and the Titans won that game. So if, if the Eagles can get him involved in this game, can, can he do that again? And if you just look at it, if you, if you look at it from a pure football standpoint, neither quarterback might have you know great success this weekend. But which quarterback? You know, I hate to say this, but when it comes down to it, which quarterback do you trust to play better against you know the, the, their respective defenses? Do you trust? Hurts to have a good game against the Niners, or do you trust Purdy to have a good game against the Eagles? So logic yeah. would tell you that's probably Jalen Hurts. The thing is, I'm not thinking logically because I'm a Niners homer. I love my team. Brock Purdy's the man. Bang, Brock bang, Niner gang. Bang, bang, Niner gang. I, and I'm going to say it's probably a wacky score too. I'm, I actually had written down here, Drew, it's crazy that you said that. I think it's going to be a Niners win 18-16. to 16. I just think it's going to be Oh, wow. What did, I, what did I say? 1960? No. You said something like that. Look, I yeah. think, look, even if Purdy struggles a little bit and doesn't play well, they could still win the game. That's what they did against Dallas. So yeah. you you get Debo and Kittle out in space, have them rely on them to make the big plays. Hopefully McCaffrey's calf is okay. He can he can get going in the run game. And uh, you got to just bottle up Jalen Hurts, man. It, easier said than done, but I'm riding up with my boys, man. Niners all the way. Let's go. Brock steady. Love it. Love it. All right. All right. All right. Uh, moving on to the AFC, we have a rematch of last year's conference championship. The Bengals will again be going into uh, Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, I'm going to give the same analysis that I gave last week on Bengals, Bengals Bills. Cincinnati's going to blow them out of the water. Joe Burrow, I'm not, I'm not betting against Joe Burrow in the playoffs ever. I'm just picking him. I don't care. I don't care if he ends up on the Jets one year. I'm just picking Joe Burrow at all costs. I think I and I, I had, I thought the Bengals were gonna go, this, we're gonna beat the Chiefs in the conference championship even before Mahomes is hurt. Is it? He can tape that shit up. He can rub dirt on it. They can give him a shot. That high, high ankle sprains are no joke. Like we, we, we all know this. Unless you're Terrell Owens, like. 
you're not playing at a high level on that thing. So that that coupled into what I already thought with that injury, uh, I I think the Bengals. I think it's close in the first half, and then I think the Bengals just um, they just run away with it uh, in the second half. Uh, so I think Cincinnati goes back to the Super Bowl. Have we had? Uh, I guess the pa- the Patriots have probably done it recently because they never went back. They never won back to back, but I think they were in consecutive Super Bowls. Has the team that's lost ever gone back the next year bef- since the Bills? What do you mean the team that lost? So the so the Bengals the lost Super Bowl the Super Bowl loser usually the sucks the following. Yeah, the pa- yeah, so, the pa- yeah that's what I'm saying. No, the Patriots so, did it. Just did it. Patriots. Yeah, well, I was gonna say the Pats. The the Pats recently have done it, right? Pats yeah. Pats went to three straight. They well, Pats uh, lost to Philly and came back and beat the Rams. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so it did. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, I fi- I thought there was. I thought that the Patriots did that. They always mix me up because I know they've never gone back. They never won back to back Super Bowls. They right? have. They did early. Oh on, yeah, Panthers, did. Panthers, Eagles. They did. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're, Sorry, they're I'm last, all over. I'm all last over three. It was every other year. Yeah. Their yeah. Last every year. every every other year. But yeah, typically the team that loses the Super Bowl sucks the next year, and yeah, they don't get back. One but I think that has a hangover. Yeah, I. But yeah, I think I think the Bengals go back. So, uh, Ted, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short, too. Uh, Mahomes is 0-3 against Burrow. They, these teams have played three times in the last calendar year. This is going to be the fourth game. And I think the difference here, I'm, I'm feeling the same thing as you, Drew. It's crazy because all three of their games were decided by three points, right, the last three times they played. Bengals came out on top. I think the Mahomes ankle injury is going to be the big key factor here. He's going to try to gut this thing out, keep it close early. We might see a point where Chad Henney has to come in here I just think uh, Burrow, Cincinnati is going to go in there and blow them out, blow the doors out of them, and Joe B is going to get back to the Super Bowl. Uh, it's crazy. He's had five playoff wins already. The Cincinnati as a franchise only had five playoff <laughs> wins prior to him getting there. And uh, listen, Mahomes, phenomenal. He's stuff. got he's he's got more playoff wins in two years than the Steelers have uh, in a decade. Is that is that correct, Jo? I'm not yep. sure Jordan wants to hear that one. <laughs> yep. Look, it is the key here. The key here, Bengals patchwork offensive line, right? Have to yeah. keep Burrow protected. The Bengals are 14-1 when he's sacked fewer than five times. Uh, the, the kryptonite might be Chris Jones, the Chiefs. Chris Jones and the Chiefs front seven. They've ranked second in sacks this year. So uh, something's got to give there. And I know I was calling Josh Allen Mr. January, but Joe Burrow is 7-0 and in January. 3-0, 3-0 on the road in the playoffs. He might be January Joe Burrow. So uh, Cincinnati in a blowout in this one. What do you think, Jordan? Um, yeah, I tend to agree. Really, the the, the big question is Patrick Mahomes' injury. Like, yeah. is he himself? If he's himself, no, it's not going to be a blowout. It, it's going to be very close. Uh, if if he that's if he is himself. If he's not himself, then. Yeah, I think this could get away from the Chiefs in a hurry. Um, I I think the story, as much as Joe Burrow ends up being the Cincinnati defense, and my boy, Mike Hilton again, making plays, running around there, especially if Pat Mahomes' um, is mobility is limited and he can't really throw the ball like he wants to. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Bengals do go in there and win, win this. The, the, mar- the margin will will be dependent on how healthy Pat Mahomes is. Yeah, I'm thinking of, uh, 20, 27-17, I think, Cincinnati. Yeah. Question. Of the four teams, who who do you think uh, 
I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Uh, it's another one I ask. Who's it most important for to get to the Super Bowl this year of the four teams? Important? Probably, I guess. I guess. I feel. Like, I feel. I feel. Niners. I feel like it's the Niners because even it though, is. even though it's a different group for the most part, I feel like they've kind of been the gatekeeper. We joke about Rodgers and all this jazz stuff. They've kind of been like the gatekeeper of the NFC, where like they, they keep getting there. Like they're they they keep getting to these conference championship games. I they lost to the. I'd, I'd say um, they lost twice to Seattle, right? I'd say more so uh, bridesmaid, never the bride. But okay, that that works. Too. Well, if That's you're, if you're going better. back that far, yeah, they they. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's totally yeah. different group. But like in the, in the past ten, I always look even at even like in the, the past three years. I, though, yeah, I look really? at decades. That's what I say. I always look at decades. In the past okay. decades, you had you know you had they 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 lose to the they Giants. Went to three, they went to three yeah. straight NFC title games. Yep, they yeah. lose to the Giants and then Seattle back to back. Then right. you have the gap. And now no, no, you they, have... they no, it wasn't back to back. They went to the Super Bowl in between there. This the third year was the, the, the Seattle loss. Oh, was, you're right. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Good call. They lost to the and, Giants. Yeah. They beat the Falcons, and then and then they lost to Seattle. And then this year, I mean, then la- last year, so they 2019, lost to the, they get to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. They destroy Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Then uh, last year, they get they beat Rodgers in the divisional round, get to to the NFC title game, and lose to Stafford. And now and, they're back uh, in the title and game. Here they yeah. are again, and. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're going out of these four teams, I agree with you mainly because it's more about the legacy of Shanahan and John Lynch, right? Uh, Shanahan came in there in 2017. Turned the team was one in ten, and look what he's turned this team into, right? Three three out of the last four years, and he's done it with different quarterbacks. Uh, you know, this was supposed to be the year of Trey Lance. It's been a wild ride. Trey yeah. Lance gets hurt. Jimmy G looks like he's back. Sounds like he's going to be the, the long-term guy. They're, they're both sides are committed to, for, to him coming back. Boom, gets hurt. Brock Purdy somehow undefeated since taking over. So out of these four teams, it's it's probably most imperative for Shanahan and, what did and they, Lynch. What to, did they to, give up for CMC again? What draft capital did they give up? Oh, a lot. I'd have to go back and look at it. But yeah, they gave, so like they gave that, up like five or six draft picks for Yeah, for so CMC. it's kind of like, yeah, they. I mean, they did they, that. They put invested, here. yeah, they invested a lot into CMC. They yeah. gave up a lot for Lance. So as far as draft, look, they, they still have draft capital. Because yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, and here's the thing. A lot of their coaches, coaching staff and their personnel is getting poached. One of their um, player personnel guys is already named the new GM for Tennessee. Yeah. So they're already losing that. Uh, D'Amico might D'Amico be Ryan's is, is already taking four head coach interviews, so we're going to lose another defensive coordinator. So yeah. in order for Shanahan and Lynch to uh, put a cap on this success they've had this half decade, you need to cap it with the championship. It would it would uh, finally wash away the the, the, the two uh, losses that Shanahan has in Super Bowls with when he was a coordinator with Atlanta and the one with the Niners. So – Right. Uh, you're right. If you if you line these four teams up, it's probably the Niners that are the most desperate, probably. Yeah, I say because like the the Eagles just won in 2017. You know, right. Hurts. They and got they'll hurt, be around. Know, and they'll be around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Hurts. Their guys are pretty. Their cores like pretty young. Like, yeah, they're gonna have free agency and cap stuff. But like, right. Howie's. You know, people joke about Roseman all they you want. You got the number like, ten Ro- pick in the draft coming up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but Ro- and Roseman always he always figures out a way to work the cap to to be able to you know get around a lot of that stuff. Mahomes, he's a- he's I mean Mahomes is already a top three quarterback of all time probably. And then, yeah, and Burrow is still super young. Burrow's so like, window is open his whole career. He his says. whole so career, baby. Those yeah, guys so. will be there every year. I mean, if in the AFC side, it's crazy with Allen uh, Burrow and Mahomes. It's like we have our new Brady Manning Roethlisberger. Those guys are going to be there every single year <laughs> just battling it out. So. We, we we know which one's Peyton Manning already. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jay, you have any thoughts on that, that question? 
No, you guys covered it. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to wrap this up. Sweet. This was good. I I, I was gonna make this a, a a solid sixty minutes, but man, we just we just kept the flow uh the flow going. But before we go, uh, in case we wanted a tally here of uh the bracket buster, uh, Jo, uh, you officially ran out of points in uh week. Oh no! Well, no, 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 no. You got four points this week. You officially cannot get any more points <laughs> in, the, in the bracket buster. So you finished with a whopping seven. Cheater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if you uh, did it the other way, you won. Yeah. Uh, Ted, you got six points this week. Uh, unfortunately, your hero, Josh Allen, kind of cost you yeah. cost you the big one there. Uh, you have you have 12 going into the conference championships. Uh, and I... I went perfect this week, so I uh, I pulled a Teddy and uh, I didn't miss. Yeah. So I got my eight points. So I'm ahead thirteen to twelve, and the sad I news. Can't win, though. I was gonna say we'll wait to the end to uh, to pay our ten skis, but yeah, unfortunately, Ted, we have the same we have the same Super Bowl winner in the Niners, and I've got the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. So I'm officially gonna win this, but we're gonna keep track of the score just for funsies here. Uh, I do have a perfect final four. Niners, Bengals. You had a perfect. If the Niners win, Ted, you'll have a perfect NFC. Awesome. Bracket. Let's go, Niners. Let's yeah, go, you'll Niners. You have the perfect NFC bracket. And Jo, you you pick some teams. That's all I got for you there. You pick some teams. I'm a contrarian, <laughs> but this is good. I'm uh I'm looking forward to the games, Ted. I wish you were going. You know they uh yeah. Philly Philly would have loved and embraced you. I think they would have, but uh, I don't know if I want to go out there by myself, you know. Excellent, excellent. I think you should. I I we'll also see. agree. We'll see. I we'll also see. agree. So, but uh, all right, I think that's all we got for this week, and uh, we'll either you'll either hear from us. Or, oh, pardon me. Whew, man, this nectar gets you. Depending on uh, how bad the uh, NFC game breaks hearts on this podcast. You're either going to hear from us Sunday night or uh, probably late Monday. Beautiful. And that's all I got. All right. Well, guys, then on that note, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Any given Sunday, you're either going to win or you're going to lose. Rock steady.